to the centre of Manchester, you will know that Tottenham are shit. Tottenham Hotspur are shit. Here we go. Saka around Devilsmith Road. One, two, three, and I like it, 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 I I think, right, boys. I, think, I think everyone knows we're happy. <laughs> we, all, we all called it last week, didn't we? We all called it. Arsenal win. Yeah. 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 Dead. Dead on the money as well. Told you the shit. I said 3 1, just the fact that I, think, I thought Son would score. <laughs> and what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Predictable. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. What a performance, eh? What a performance. Unbelievable. Where's... Pace, control, aggression. It was all there, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Pe- Sorry, my dog's trying to bite my hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything you sort of want in, in the North London derby. But not just the North London derby. From an Arsenal performance in general, we got yesterday yeah. in abundance. Mm. I mean, I haven't... I can't remember Sorry, the last... Got... One second. One you know, second. I'm going to have to, to uh, sort my dog out. You know... <laughs> He starts to try. <laughs> I see him jumping on his back. <laughs> so, fuck. Oh. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm saying, I was saying, literally, that's what we want to see, in a, not just for North London, Dove, full stop. I'm like, yeah, I can't, yeah. Literally, it's been so long since, I, since I've seen that sort of performance, full stop, let alone in the North London Derby, where we took the, t- the enemy to the sword and tore him to pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we're being I mean, brutally I mean... honest, so if we've been brutally honest, Tottenham were lucky. It wasn't. It was more. Than, it could have been six, seven by halftime. The way we were just so on well, it. Well, yeah. I mean, we. Um, in, if anything, we sort of um, 
took the foot off the gas a little bit in the second half, didn't we? To a degree. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't really understand mm. Tottenham. They just wanted to keep playing the ball long, didn't they? They were just bypassing the midfield, just you know, chipping it forward all the time. And that just played lovely into our hands on the, on the counter. It was great. I mean, to be fair, about the second half, I mean, I'm sure we'll get there at some point, but they... They didn't want to get beaten any, any worse than they were already getting beaten. No, I mean, true, they, true, they made yeah. two changes at half time and just shut it down, didn't they? Because they didn't want mm. to try and avoid embarrassment. So, yeah. uh, fair enough. I mean, but we still contained them really, really, really easily. And um, yeah, obviously they got their little consolation goal when Harry Kane saluted the empty stand uh, at the <laughs> end, which was absolutely hilarious. Uh, <laughs> after he assisted Saka, of course. But. Um, yeah, it was that just was fantastic. That was brilliant. <laughs> I actually, the thing is, think about it, as as the day wore on yesterday, because that's what I want to think about. But as the day wore on, I thought, Harry Kane's going to turn up today, isn't he? It's going to be the one game we all think has dropped yes. our guard. He ain't going to do nothing. He'll just turn up and fucking just and put, put us on a fucking mm. kind of two pence base. I mean, then what seemed to be up for it was Son, wasn't he? I mean, he's he's yes. their one. Even then, seems to want actually, yeah. Yeah, but they made the mistake. They made a massive, massive mistake putting him up against um, Tommy Asu. Tommy just oh, like Tommy's, Tommy's Tommy is still, still not been driveled past once, not once. By anyone. No, yeah, and he just shut him down completely. I mean, he made he made that just just slight bit of. I mean, he just obviously got that little bit of space and scored that that goal. But um, apart from that, he just had no touches at all. He just like he was no. quiet. And Tommy Asu has been utterly magnificent since he started. Bearing in mind the situation that he literally started playing as soon as he got off a plane, like 37 mm. hours after he got off a plane, he made his first start. He's mm. not put a foot wrong, is he? Not put a foot wrong. It's just unreal. I mean, well, I think it's probably worth for our going for all the players in this show because every one of them was magnificent. I mean, I'm even. I hate to say it, but I'm even really sorry for what happened to Xhaka. I felt really sorry for him yeah, in the yeah. end, and I hope I hope he makes a speedy recovery because he was decent and he didn't deserve that to happen to him. And hope he's not too serious. So I mean, I'm happy with every single one of them. I mean, I must admit, yeah, when I, mean, I first saw the team sheet and I saw Xhaka was in, I thought, mm. but you know, he, he did well. Yeah, I think we all on well. that same page. Yeah, but. Again, last week, we called it. We knew he was going to start. I'd already made my piece that fact he was going to start because I just knew he was going to start. So when he did, I was absolutely relaxed about it. Uh, completely and utterly avoided Twitter for any kind of negativity surrounding mm-hmm. his him starting. And uh, to be fair, Pepe was the one to drop out, which shame for him. But um, we didn't miss him, did we, in the end? Um, it was... Hailing boys that just ripped Tottenham to part. I, think Odegaard, and, I mean, Odegaard for the three oh, games he's come in. He's made such outstanding. Absolutely he's outstanding. Thinking, you know, the defence, the midfield, the attack. He's, he's, he's getting part of everything, isn't he? He is unreal. And, and he's um, pro- closing down. He's closing down with the press. It was outstanding, I thought. Brilliant. You can't, mm. I couldn't fault. I put again, once again, I, I put it on Twitter uh, about, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes in. Bergkamp vibes. 
which I've said yeah. several times. I wrote an article about it, and how he reminds me not of the overall player, just the way that um, I don't know. Uh, it was similar, to, like see, like um, Ramsdale signing is similar to the, sort of the way Seaman signed for us all those years ago, um, when everyone didn't want Seaman at the time. Everyone loved uh, John Lukic, etc. And the way that turned out, that was pretty decent, wasn't it? The way that Odegaard joined us was similar to the way that Bergkamp signed us. He was in the doldrums over in Italy. Uh, yeah, Italy. And, you know, he was being doubted because he'd had a terrible time there. And a similar way that uh, Odegaard's had a terrible time at not getting his chance at Real Madrid. And the kid is 22 years old. He's only going to get better and better and better. And he could have a similar impact to the club as Bergkamp did all those years ago. Not, yeah. not going to score as many goals because he's not a forward player, but the way that he can link our play, spot the passes that no one else can put spot, his hard work, his leadership, I think he could have a similar effect to the club as Bergkamp did when he signed. I genuinely do. I really do. I've got, I've got that feeling about him. And he just... Unreal, outstanding. He literally runs mm. a show. Fantastic player. Mm. Couldn't mm. be happier with him. I mean, we, just, we sort of chatted yeah. about how we're going to get Smith Rowe, Saka, Odegaard into the same side. Well, there you go. You know, mm. All three played and a Bamingang up top. It worked like a dream, didn't it? You know, ran yeah. out again. That save he made late in the game. Oh, what a save. I mean, that was outstanding. I mean, that's. I mean, Leno get your coat, but I can't see Leno getting back into that side, side now. Oh God, no, 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 no. I mean, that that, that was really that, vital. Yeah, I mean that pass he did mm. to Xhaka. I mean, you could say it was a bad pass, but he he played it to him on his right side that he could actually do what he did and shield the ball. Yeah, and that broke the press, didn't it? And then that. Yeah. But he had a couple of other passes where he saw. Sort of, Picked out the man. He's, he's not just lumping it. He's, he's picking out men all the time. No, you know, great. You know, it's like I said. Didn't have much chance for the goal. I mean, even the goal he got a hand to it on another day. He was, he was gutted, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. When he, he when he, he, bang, he banged the floor and put his hands on his head, he was so gutted yeah. he let that goal in. I love yeah. him. Absolutely love the kid. And uh, yeah, and, and like we said before, it, he is part. Of the defense, not just a, it's not just a goalkeeper, he's part of the defense, and they all trust him. Mm. He trusts them. Um, I mean, when he made that save earlier in the match from Kane and tipped it away, and then um, Tommy Asu Tommy. put it out, yeah. and mm. the way that he ran up to Tommy and just sort of you know shook it down, just sort of they sort of bumped chest, didn't they? And yeah. shouting it, it's just fantastic. I love his attitude. Um... Tommy's alive for that, isn't he? he? He could see the possibility of that ball being, you know, parried across. Yeah, he didn't switch off and at all. Yeah. He wasn't looking at it thinking, oh, well, you know, you know, before our defenders are ball watching half the time, aren't they? Mm, He's on yeah. that. He ball knew that, that ball would come across. And he, I think there was another, I can't remember, there was another situation where a similar thing where he cleared it after the save. And that's what you want, isn't it? I mean, what, they're, they're 23, 24 years old, those four, and Ramsdale. I mean, you know, that's that's nine years of potential playing yeah. together if they stay yeah. there. I mean, the best best case scenario is they could end up being the next, you know, like our famous back four of yeah, all those years ago. Bit, right? 
this is where we um, started. Best case scenario is they could all go that way, couldn't they? I mean, why not? Why not? All of them. All of them were great. All of them were great, and mm. top to bottom, the whole team was great. And you know what? The bench is much stronger. The bench is quality. Mm. We didn't bring on Lacazette. We didn't bring on Martinelli. We didn't bring on Pepe. But what we did bring on was some supreme athletes in like um, Nuno, you know, Tavares, Laconga, and Ainsley Maitland-Niles. All young, great athletes. Um, And that's strong for me. That's really strong. Mm. Um, I I, I don't know. I've heard, you know, even still some Arsenal fans being negative about it, saying, oh, you're acting like we've won the cup and we're still only 10th. You can't enjoy a game like that and and see the progression of the team over the last few weeks. Why are you following football? Why are you following Arsenal? Mm. Exactly. As you say, compared to where we were, literally going to the international, but we're bottom of the league, no goals, no points, no nothing. We've come back. It's slowly but surely got a fully fit squad up to this week. and got a fully fit squad now. Obviously, when up till yesterday, when Granite got injured. And yeah, the one, two one nil wins we ground out, but we grounded them out as well. We're grounding out results. Mm. It was years gone by. The last few years we don't do. We just fold mm. at some point. We fold and give away the points. And then yesterday in the North London derby, fans are as lot in the chat will tell you. The fans are absolutely going for it from the twenty minutes before kick off, doing everything we could to get behind the team. And. Mm. They turned up. I mean, the Bamyang performance yesterday was the best performance I've seen from a Bamyang since he signed yeah. the contract. Yeah, that was, a, that was a Bamyang of old, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But they've got the energy, haven't they? The younger players yeah. bring the energy into the side, don't they? Yeah. yeah. They've got the passion. They've got mm. the energy. They're looking to play forward. I mean, Smith Rowe, I mean, he was up and down that, that wing all the time, didn't he? And he had the pace to beat the defender. And, and he, he, he can pick a pass out. So can Saka. Mm. You know, they're both picking a pass out. They're yeah. so positive. They're, They're literally... Positive. That, that first half was the best first half I've seen. Mm. I don't know. I can't remember. That's how long yeah. And, uh, and, you know, everyone in the ground, so many, I've listened to so many podcasts and, uh, you know, seen so much from feedback from people in the, inside the ground saying they can't, even, it's one of the best night uh, days of football at Arsenal since the Emirates was built. In, in, even including nights like the Barcelona one, Barcelona, like the Thierry Henry Leeds one, they said they can't remember an atmosphere as positive and as great as that. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's, not, that's the thing, isn't it? I said right at the start of the season, you know, we're looking at our second 11 playing first three games, and now we're looking at our first 11, and you can hmm. see the difference. Hmm. And that's, that's, that's where I'm coming from. So, I mean, I mean, somebody said, you know, never before as a team top of the league against the team bottom of the league has changed positions within three games. Yeah. yeah. And that's another, yeah. that's another yeah, stat that came up apparently today that Tottenham are the only team in Premier League history to be top of the league after three games and then three games later be overtaken by the team that was bottom. Yeah. 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 I know. <laughs> I called it after, called it after the, the Norwich game, didn't I? said, yeah, yeah we're going to beat... Burnley, they're going to lose to Chelsea, then we're going to beat them and we'll be above them in the league. And it's happened. And it's absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And long may it continue. And I'll tell you what, their manager looked absolutely shell-shocked, didn't he? He looked totally gone already. He looked in the eyes. You could see he looked 
He looks broken. He looks broken. I think, uh, thankfully, in one sense, that Kane's still there because I think Kane had actually been allowed to go. Yeah. He wouldn't wouldn't have the issues he's having, I think, because I think there's a lot, there's something, there's obviously stuff going on behind the scenes that's going into that short match stage playing system, how they're playing, because we're seeing what we're seeing with the last three games, not just us. Chelsea last week, second half, and the second half against Mm. Palace, they got absolutely. Destroyed basically, torn to like made the regard yeah. an amateur team that they really were. Well, they it was nine, nine goals in three games, yeah, nine goals in three games, yeah. The same as us, the beginning of same the season. Us, yeah. they brought, I mean, if you they brought, brought, a mirrored image of two teams, it's hilarious, it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I know, but they won't get the criticism we had. Oh, no, 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 I mean, you know, Sooners were saying Tottenham were poor. Well, they were poor because we were so good. And that, you know when when um, Kane's uh, move to Man City fell through, and it, he was staying at Spurs, I put on Twitter at the time. I said, "Good, because they're going to be stuck now with a player that doesn't want to be there." Mm. And because uh, obviously people were thinking the opposite, saying that, "Oh God, you know they've still got Kane. He's a great player." Blah blah. I thought I thought exactly the opposite. I thought. That's fantastic news <laughs> because a they don't get the hundred million or plus to to spend on other players, and b he's just not going to want to be there. You know yeah. how can he come? How can he come back from that summer? How can he come back and play like you know the way he was used to play? How can he come back from that after the summer that he had desperately wanting to get out of that club, and now they're stuck with him on massive wages. They haven't got the 130 odd million quid in the bank, whatever they were going to get for him. And they're stuck with him on massive wages, not wanting to be there. It's like an Urzil situation all over again yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what made Jesse even better was obviously the, the women straight afterwards turned up at, turned up at Bourne Ward and absolutely destroyed Man City, as you mentioned in the chat, 5 0. And now top yeah. of the league. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I know. And they've beaten Chelsea first game of the season. Now they've beaten, I think, what is it, the third third game, I think, wasn't it? Third, Man game, City? third league game, yeah. Yeah, we had Chelsea first game, Reading away. Yeah. And Man City at home. And we've won, yeah. all, we've won a while game. All three of them. So that's, a, I mean, that's a similar sort of start to what we had. Chelsea and Man City, the yeah. first three games, and they've won them all. And that, that's fantastic. And they've, they've got a new manager as well. Because obviously yeah. I was coming back. From the, with my brother yesterday from the game and while the game was going on, and I was chatting to my because I'm watching what's the women's the women's football and all that, and she was saying the, man, the new manager's come in there five 0 You think you'd be happy? No, he was demanding more. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's great, bloke. Yeah, yeah and, uh, again, it's good to see that. Obviously, <laughs> before, well, obviously the women's team is a world. It's, it's a proper team as well. The women's team We've got some world class players there, and they're doing they're actually. Doing better than what the, the, the pundits and what they wanted them to do. Mm. I remember, that's like we're all getting, we're, we're all getting stayed. But yeah, it's, it's all made it even better. But going back, obviously going back, going back to the women's game as well. We've got another North London derby on Wednesday. Mm. FA Cup, women's FA Cup, so that'd be good. Yeah, well, another, another thrashing. Yeah, another thrashing. Roll, the, the club is on a roll now. The club is on that up yeah. curve, isn't it? Let's have a word for the manager as well, please, because. Mm. The pressure that guy was under, unbelievable, Sweet. Sweet unbelievable pressure. And to come out of it, and you can tell every single player, and this is going back, you know, pretty much, going back to definitely the Norwich game, 
because I was really worried after the Man City game because we just weren't at the races whatsoever and we, we looked uninterested on the pitch. But I'll tell you what, from the Norwich game, every, you can tell every single player is still 100% behind that man. 100% mm. behind him. You don't put in a performance like that, like we did yesterday, if you are not behind the manager. And the way that he's come through this pressure... It's nothing short of outstanding, really, to be right. fair to him, at his age. And mm. the way that we... He's finally got all the players on the pitch. This is going back to the, the Edu interview, saying, just mm. judge us when we've got all our players on the pitch. We have now. And I'll tell you what, if that is Arteta ball, like we played yesterday, especially in the first half, then give me more of that, please. Yeah, Because it, was, it yeah. was outstanding. It was out, It's the best Arsenal team I've seen in years. Playing, and that's not an yeah. exaggeration. That's the no, best performance I've seen in years. And let's have a word for him, please, because he's had so much yeah. stick. We're quick, quick to criticise the guy, but let's when he's actually doing well, let's actually take some time to actually say he's doing a good job at the moment because yeah. he bloody is. And you, you do the way that he reacted to each goal afterwards, his reaction, the way he celebrated each goal, yeah. that is not coming from a bloke who don't doesn't love the club deeply sort of yeah. have the feelings for the club. Um, he he cares and he loves the club. So let's just back him while we can, please. And I, I think he deserves a massive round of applause because he's held his head high. Um, he came out with that stuff saying it's the best 15 days he's had, you know, during the international break. After our first three games of the season, people are thinking, what the hell are you on? But obviously, when you read into that, he actually had some quality time with all of his players on the training pitch got through mm. to them. They must have had some great training sessions uh, and he's getting his uh, message across and you, we're seeing the rewards of that now uh, after the international break with some really good really good performances. So I just hope he continues yeah. on in the same vein. I think the thing with Arteta is he's got, he believes in what he's doing is the right thing. The players he's brought in, you know, in fair play, he didn't have those players first three games and that puts us on the back foot, doesn't it? You know, and if we'd have had three different games, we probably wouldn't have lost three of those. If we didn't have City and Chelsea, second and third games, mm. we may have picked up a win somewhere, might we, or a couple of points, and it wouldn't have been so bad. But, you know, he's stuck with his vision, and now he's got the players on board, obviously. And not only the players, I think the coaching staff and, every, every you know, everyone within the club wants him to do well. And now he's actually got the tools to do the job. He's got yeah. the players to do the job. The players are playing for him, obviously. He's starting to get a system that he wants to play. He's now got a goalkeeper that's almost like a mixing, missing link with that playing out from the back. It wasn't working mm. with Leno. Mm. It's now working with Ramsdale. And now we've got the jigsaw. We've got the spine, mm. haven't we? we? We talk about the Ramsdale. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. You know, Gabriel and White, Party, Xhaka, <clears throat> Odegaard, Aubameyang. You know, that's that's what you want, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, now they're playing with the pace. They didn't play with any pace. They were lethargic. They were walking around the first two, three games. Now they're actually picking the ball and they're looking forward or running with the mm. ball, looking forward. And a couple of those goals, I mean, Tottenham weren't in the game, were they? They weren't even in the bloody stadium, were they? I mm. mean, who was so quick. <laughs> well, this is it. You, you get people at Graham Soonis after the game. Just all he was doing oh, was saying how poor Tottenham were. He didn't it just said how poor Tottenham were playing. It, no no sort of um, praise about Arsenal, about the way that we stopped them playing, how brilliant we were. 
you know, it's just drives you mad. We st- they were crap because no, we made them really crap as yeah. well. Graeme Soonis is just a player that's a, for mate United, it's just bitter and twisted. Well, he's a Tottenham fan. He was, he was referring to Tottenham as us because that's where he started his career. Mm. We saw the image yeah. of um, Tony Adams and Ledley King, didn't you, seeing side by side in time. Tony Adams mm. was loving it. Tony's like, <laughs> Ledley Fantastic. was that thing. How do I get out of there, you know? I know. And ter- Thierry Henry in his old uh, retro Arsenal shirt. How good was that? Yeah, Next to Daniel Ek. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, so that's quite a few yeah. questions I mean, as well, actually, in, in the old stadium. You know, Brighton next. Then we go to the international break, unfortunately. So now we're on a momentum. We just want to really play every week, don't we? But you know, Well, we need, um, yeah, we need to keep an eye on Brighton tonight because if they win, they go top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I tell, I, I tell you what, if they are, you know, they're going to be a harder test to, then Spurs were. They were last year, yeah. One hundred percent. We've we've struggled against them for uh, the last two or three years. Uh but they are a different gravy this season. So um I'm not gonna count my chickens about just being an easy win against Brighton, that's for sure. Mm. Well also go, sort of goes to prove if you well, take a draw. Take a draw now, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. as I say, it, it goes to prove if you give a manager time, you sort of reap the yeah, reap well, the fruits of whatever they've the don't you? So but like you said, Andrew, some as we know, some of our fan base, so to say, have their own agenda and just refuse to back down and when things are going well and sort of, oh, sort of try to pick the fault things that it does my head in. But the problem yeah. is, again, I'm not going soon as I'm used to it. I'm just like, well, it's in, it's in your vocab just to slag us off. So I'm just like, well, yeah, whatever. Your, your opinion means nothing to me. Move on. Oh, let's, okay, let's go. I because obviously they put the clips up on uh, YouTube and all that. I watched the clip of Tony Adams and he, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a there calmly just at the end, went, can't, can, can we calm down? Can we actually, as you said, give the Arsenal, the players, and the manager credit for what they deserve? They actually turned up today and put in the yeah. performance that merited the win. Oh. Mm. Class is permanent, isn't it? Mm. Temporary yeah. Class is permanent. Exactly. And do you know what they've had? I don't know, what is it? I've lost count. Is it six or seven years they've, they've finished ahead of us? Six. Um, no, six. Yeah, six. So they've, they've had football goes in peaks and troughs, and teams fine, get their yeah. moments. Teams get their good moments. Teams. Get, they've had their top top peak moments over the last six years, and what's happened with them? They've, they've done fuck all. They've not won a single trophy. They've not made any. They've had the best player they've ever had, probably best goal scorer they've ever had. Well, apart from the late Jimmy Greaves. Rest his soul. Um, he was an amazing player, but um, since Jimmy Greaves, they've had the best player in Harry Kane. Um, they've had, you know, all these exciting players um, over the last few years, and they've still done nothing. And they've had their time, and now is our time again. And I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, start finishing above them again on a regular basis, and they are just uh, returning to the. Where they where they belong, basically. So, you know, just above mid table. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I can't. Say, they've got their pay. They've got their stadium to to pay for now as well. They they just don't pay the money. They've lost their chance of getting any kind of decent money for Harry Kane because they're never going to get anywhere near that no. um, next season. If they look to sell him next season, they're going to get nowhere near what they were offered mm. this summer. Um, and I just love it. I just revel 
in their misery. And um, long may that continue. No, exactly. we've, we've been through the bad times. We've only improved now. And I think, you know, game on game, you'll just see those players play with more and more confidence. You know, and then, you know, why can't we beat the Cities and the Chelsea's, you know, second time round later on in the season to carry on like we are? Yeah. You well, know, top four, you know, um, why, why are we top four on that form? Why are the top four mm. be unattainable, even where we are now? Well, if you look, look at the, the Brentford result as well, I wasn't surprised by that either because of the match, that was their biggest match ever, really, when we played them. First game mm. in the Premier League in the new stadium in front of fans. And look at them since. I mean, they, look at that. Did you see that game against Liverpool the other day? What a game. What a game that was. How exciting yeah. was that game? It was amazing. Yeah. They played brilliantly and they held Liverpool 3-3. I mean, so you, when you look back, that wasn't a terrible result. And you, you could say we were half strength, like you said, uh, Steve, earlier as well. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm so really excited that, about moving, uh, moving yeah. forward. So really, the team, yeah. that, that team is our best 11. And then you've got two or three players that could come in when needed, haven't you, really? Our bench is so much stronger. Our bench is loads better than it was last season. Yeah, absolutely. We've got... know, we're not even talking about Martinelli and Balogun, are we? Um, Lacazette, you know, Pepe. Lacazette, Pepe. You know, so, I mean, you've got a lot of players that would have been playing, well, were playing last season, an early part of this season. You get a bit more vest now because there's no European football as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, there's not, there's no real negative about anything we're doing at the moment now, and that includes Arteta. No. You know, he stuck to his guns. He's done really well. He's got his his thoughts across to the players, and they're responding. Hmm. So yeah, that's often, you know anybody that said, and I think we've all said it. You know, he only had six games, and well, you know, he's won four of those, so that's pretty good, then, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. No, I mean, Rajan uh made a good good comment, but. It's- Put on a screen, but then he completely and utterly let himself down again with the next comment. The next comment, the next one. I'm putting that up. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, but you don't want Spurs to beat anyone. I, you could have said, "I want Palace or Brighton or Leicester or Villa or anyone else or Southampton to beat City, United, and Liverpool, but not them. <laughs> I don't want them to win any games. I want them to win just." Actually, no, I don't. I don't want to win just enough to stay up. That's that's bollocks. I want them to go down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't say you want them to beat anyone. No, 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 no. I've read that. <laughs> but yeah, um, there was also a comment earlier about um, Brighton selling uh, selling us Jack Ben White and uh, Ben White played really well yesterday. Yeah. He's and he's still. He's still gelling with these new teammates. It's what four games in. Actually, he missed two mm. games, didn't he? He missed. Yeah. Uh, he missed two COVID. Yeah. So he's after. He's still very, very, very new into our team. But I thought yesterday he controlled the. He, he controlled everything in in the back. He's still maybe not quite up to his best, but you, you've got you. You can see there the talent of the guy. He made. He still made some very, very good telling passes up the field. We've got a defence now, and a goal, including the goalkeeper, who were all comfortable on the ball, and we played some really good balls out. You know, some really good plays um, playing the ball out the back. So we've got four good ball, five good ball playing defenders, including Ramsdale, and now we've got Partey in midfield. Whoever he's playing alongside, 
who can also be fantastic on the ball, moving the ball quickly, moving the ball positively forward. Uh, and, and then when you include Erdegaard in front of him, we're getting the ball up the pitch so much quicker, with so much yeah, more yeah. fluidity. And we're not using... when Even Kieran Tierney doesn't get forward anywhere near half as much as he used to, because it, all our balls went out to the left, and our attacks were so one-dimensional, coming through Kieran Tierney, knocking them into the box. But we're not doing that anymore. No. We're equal. I bet if you look at our heat maps, we're equal on the left, right and centre. Mm. Our, our attacks are coming from all over the pitch now. That's because we've got a balanced side now. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful yeah, to we watch. Can, we can move either way and um, I think uh, that will only improve as well. You know, And you've still got T&E available to, to do what he was doing early part of yeah. the season. Yeah. You know, so it's, mm. um, it's, it's, it's all good. You know, we've been yeah, the first month of the season, so now let's be really positive. Let's be positive, Arsenal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think there's a lot, lot, lot more to come from this team, and I can see us, I can see us really having a spanking win soon. I mean, that was a spanking win yesterday, but I'm talking about hitting someone for five or six. Hmm. I can actually see that coming up around the corner one day soon. Um, I know we did that against uh, West Brom in the cup, but that. That was a weak team, yeah. but I can see us doing it to someone in the Premier League. I can. Yeah, you can almost you can almost compare it back in the day to the Ferguson when he brought through all the kids at the same time, and everybody thought mm. he was nuts. Well, that mm. turned out pretty well, didn't it? Weren't too shabby. Yeah. You know, so if we do something mm. similar, incredible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, BX kind of saying in the chat. I almost said we. He's basically saying I almost said. We came out of that game injury-free, but then you forgot about Xhaka getting injured. But obviously, as we said, yeah. we do hope we get a speedy recovery. I, ain't, that, ain't that serious? Hopefully. I really do. Um, I'm, I'm done with, you know, just specifically singling out one player. I, I've been guilty of it in the past. I hold my hands mm-hmm. up and I really have. And this is not just about yesterday. I just can't be bothered with it anymore. I, I want to just support the team. I'm, yeah. I'm done with all the negativity. I, I just want to support Arsenal. I think the thing with Xhaka is if he plays like he played yesterday as opposed to the player that's played before when he's been rash tackling from behind and getting silly yellow cards, if we get this Jacker, then he should play, obviously. Well, so the difference is, though, as well, the difference is, though, Steve, he, when he, now we've got the defence that we wanted and now we've got Tommy Asu who drops back into the back back three Back four, mm-hmm. you know, but when we move into when Tierney does go forward, he obviously drops to make it a back three. Um, Jacker doesn't have to do that job anymore. No, and when, he's, when he's playing alongside Partey, he's a midfielder and yeah. he is he lifts his game dramatically playing alongside Thomas Partey because it's not all down to him anymore. The workload is split between him and Partey mm-hmm. equally. Yeah. So and now he doesn't have to drop back into the back four. He's not running backwards all the time. That changes his game dramatically. Because before, he was making so many... I'm not making excuses for him. I'm not, like, But before, he was making so many mistakes. Because you remember under Emery, when it got, the tension got you know, unbearable with him... He was, if you remember, he was playing as the lone defensive midfielder, trying to repel all the attacks. That is when all the all our opposition teams were just running straight through our midfield. Yeah, and, yeah. And he was there on his own, trying to cover like 40, 50 yards of, of space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he was hacking people down and he, he was just, didn't know what to do. And it, it, it was awful for him. I felt a little bit 
sorry for him at the time um, as well. But um, he's never been my favourite player. And I was like, I said, I'm not making excuses for him. However, now that he's not having to do so much defensive work and now that all the midfield work isn't just down to him anymore, he's just purely uh, a double pivot with, with Thomas Partey. His game is and, and his role is reduced dramatically. Mm. And he's, he's much less likely... To, to make stupid mistakes closer to our goal, giving away stupid free kicks or penalties yeah, yeah. because he's pushed that much further forward as well. Mm. But it allows him to relax a bit and do what he does best. And that's why we see the best of him playing alongside Thomas Partey. And I don't think Partey is even 100% fit yet, is he? I might be well, wrong, but... it's the first no, 90 minutes First ninety yeah. minutes he completed so yesterday. He, looked, he looks really solid and strong and I think that will improve as well when he's passing in his... You know, and, you know, Tommy Asu. I mean, that pass he picked out Tommy Asu to Abamian. I know he miscontrolled it, but I mean, that pass he did crossfield pass. You know, if <laughs> Abamian controls coming. that, you know, and he t- he took his time to play that ball, didn't he? he didn't, yeah, you can see it coming. Yeah, you almost had a build up yeah. to it, didn't you? <laughs> it was yeah. brilliant, yeah, absolutely you've got, brilliant. You got players like that who can do that. I mean, Jesus, you know, where where do we go? Yeah. Only up, only up. And just it, just just the one and two touch play, it's just so yes. enjoyable to watch. And that that you know the little flick that Bamiang did to yeah, yeah, yeah. his goal, and but that's the sort of thing that ESR and um, Erdegaard do all the time. They just mm. they constantly just do a little touch, little to a player, and then they're off in the mm. same movement. They're off towards goal mm. straight away, and you see that multiple times throughout the game, especially from ESR. Uh, close to the goal, he's all about the one touch run, one touch run mm. into space, and um, and he's dribbling. And I tell you what, his his pace is mm. is far far sort of underrated. He he, he really no mid um, defenders were keeping up with him yesterday. Mm. His pace is. We spoke about it the other week about you know forwards making runs and then not being picked out. Mm. Now they're being picked out, aren't they? The thing yeah. about how the ball is actually coming forward. So when you make that run, you've got a better than average chance that the, you're, the ball's going to come to you. And if it doesn't come to you, at least they attempted to get the ball to you. You know, we're not knocking those silly little five-yard square passes all the time. No, and I, I, I can't say uh, how important it has been to, to have got Erdegaard on a permanent basis because he also lets... He sort of knits it together, whereby yeah, yeah. by him doing what he does, and to so many aspects to what he's doing, it gives that extra freedom to Saka and ESR, but it also totally allows um, Abamyang to do what he does best as well. And he mm. he hardly ever wanders to the sides anymore. He's more central, running at the goal. If you've noticed, yeah, and yeah. doing what he does best. And it's got to be a pace again, isn't it? He's got to be a pace back as well somewhere. Yeah, I'll tell you what, against Norwich, um, he did this burst. I think we spoke about it after the game on yeah. one of these shows. Yeah. About, I thought, Jesus Christ, he's not lost his pace. He's not lost his pace. Because he, he put the afterburners on and went down yeah. the right wing and he, he left one of their defenders with dust. Yeah. Uh, and he, yeah, he, he is looking like the older Barrington again. It's, it's so nice to see, isn't it? With a smile on his face. And I love that Thierry Henry celebration because he knew he was in the stands. When he uh, scored his goal and did that knee slide, well. that was <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, oh, he, apparently, he's been asked as well because obviously 
he wasn't there on his own. He was with his son. But more importantly, Mr. Eck was there. And obviously, there's yeah. been rumors that him and uh, Daniel, Mr. Eck, and Josh have been were seen in the stands talking and being all friendly, chatting, and all that. But when you consider what's going on in this, this summer, it's a bit, it's a bit weird. Got me off guard a bit. But yeah. Do you think if he's going to do you, anything? You better do it quick because the price is only going to go up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, if it, it came along three weeks ago, you might have bottomed the league. You might have got a different deal, might you? Now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the price is only going to go up. Yeah, do, do we think that there's anything to read into that, or is he just there as a guest of honour? He's a or fan, something? isn't he? So he's going to be there for a North London derby yeah. if he's a fan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I just, just happened to be one of his consortium, consortium members he was there with, wasn't he? So, yeah, yeah, I, I can't do it any really more than that. I just think he's there to watch the game. Um, He's a, he's a multi-billionaire, so he's bound to be uh, schmoozing with our owners in the director's box. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. When you think I not bring too much into it, to be honest, yeah. I mean, uh, who's it? The Ars- Steve, the Arsenal Misfits, put um, Tottenham made yeah. us look very good in the first half. But that's... I touched on that earlier. And that's why it wasn't the same in the second half, because they were being ripped to pieces because of how great we were playing. That's why... They changed it at half time, and he brought on two substitutes at half time to stop that from happening. Mm. So it wasn't they didn't make us look good. We ripped them to pieces, mate, and that's why they made the two substitutes at half time to stop that from happening again. Mm. So that's that's not. I don't agree with that, Steve. And I'm sorry to. I'm not get. You know, you're always a fantastic in in the chats, but that's the one of the very first times I've disagreed with you. But we ripped them to pieces, and that's why they shored it up at half time by bringing on the players that they did, mm-hmm. and they pushed mm-hmm. uh, they pushed uh, oh, that uh, ta- uh, what's his name? Their attacking midfielder. Um, Which one? You know, Who? Deli? No, no, he's you. Fucking hell, he's useless. <laughs> the other one. Anyway, they pushed him oh, further Endon, forward. Endon, Endon Bello. Yes, yes, thank you. They pushed him further forward and they dropped in um, the other ones much deeper to, to shut the door. That's why they reacted to how we were playing. We, they didn't make us look good. Mm. We made them look shit. And, well, they are shit. But... And even when they tried showing things up, for, for the majority of that second half, about 15, 20 minutes of it, I say, we still were still all over them. We could have scored a couple more mm. in that second half. We should have had a penalty, mm. in my opinion, but... I was, yeah. Yeah. So. I, was, I was at the yeah. I was at the clocking, so I don't know if it was a penalty. It looked a penalty from where I was. I didn't realise you were there, Ryan. Sorry. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, I was talking earlier about all the fans saying... Oh. Oh. Mike's gone. Mike's gone. I don't know what you've done, but your mic's gone. You've muted yourself. There you go. There we are. I just pulled my... Uh, Headphones out by mistake. But yeah, I was talking earlier about saying the fans saying it's one of the best atmospheres they've ever seen at the Emirates, literally yeah. ever. So what, is, what you tell us? I mean, you were there. Absolutely, so as I said, about twenty minutes, about twenty minutes before kickoff, fans were just flooding in as an OT and obviously slowly getting in at the other tier. But as soon as they were getting in, it was non-stop singing, chanting, all the all the, all the, the fact that Sol Campbell won a double and all that and taking digs at Tottenham and all that, as you do, it was a North London derby. But it was relentless. It wasn't, as Lottie, I think Lottie said in the chat, she'll tell you, it was, it was non-stop. It wasn't like, I'll sing a few songs, wait for, step back for 10 minutes and go again. It was literally non-stop. And even, mm. even Melvin, I think you've seen the video of him outside on the, in the group chat yesterday, I, 
after the match outside. That how loud it was in that vid in his little clip he did that video he did. I haven't seen that yet. That, that was, that was uh, basically the chanting, the singing, and all that continued outside it out, uh, as we were leaving the stadium, and it was still going for another hour or so. Mm. Mm. It, was, it sounded brilliant on you know that, while I was watching it at home, and that, it sounded it. incredible. Yeah, and when them goals because I was again at the I was at the end where the goals were going in, obviously at clock end, the place could have cut the roof could have come off ten times. It was mm. that people climbing on, jumping on seats, jumping on top of each other, you name it. It's, it's, it was something else, and then to see that lot, their fan base, start leaving after the second goal, like half hour in, started walking out the stadium. Yeah, apparently, um, half time what was it? Someone went off to get burned up two votes, two votes in front of me. He went off to get, he came back from getting himself a drink or whatever. And he was telling some of the uh, other fans in around him, and we, my, me, my brother, got wind of it that some of the top fans that had decided to up and leave. Mm. Were that pissed off and that upset, they tried breaking into the home air, the home ends. They actually tried breaking into the stadium because uh, they wanted to have a scrap with uh, with us, basically. Oh, obviously, they didn't, so that's a good thing. But obviously, got Neil in the chat as well. Big up, Neil. Yeah, yeah. Was, well, we have been. I've been very much Neil. Say you see you you message there saying I'd rather focus on how well we played. That's what I've been doing because yeah. I'd, you know, there's no, they didn't, well, I won't go through it again, but we played, we played them off the park in the first half. They had no answer and that's mm. why they shored it up um, the second half because they were just, in, they were really scared about getting extremely embarrassed um, mm. uh, the way that they were playing, the way we were playing. So they, they had no answer to it and mm. in that first half especially. So that's why they just shut up shop um, in the second half. They were, I think we just—it um, all just came together, doesn't it? That that forty-five minutes, mm. the whole lot just all spotted into place perfectly. Yeah, and just showed what this potential, this side can be. And it doesn't matter if we lose another game or whatever, because you know it's never going to be hundred percent perfect to start with. Mm. But that that performance is right up there with yeah. the performance we put out. This you know the last couple of seasons easily. You know, yeah. I think, you know, and. That's where we, that's our launch pad, isn't it? We've had we've had three games now where we all right, we conceded the goal, but you know, the defence is solid. We don't look a shambles every time the ball comes in the box anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy, I mean, he's like not been dribbled past, he's not lost a duel, he's only lost one header out of nine, you know, and that's that, you know, and his, his support play as well. That's without his support mm. play. You know yeah, I mean that money him, whatever it was, finally, that's a steal. Whatever it was, it was a steal. Hmm. Unbelievable, I mean, I yeah. I, I can't praise him enough. Been a last minute deal, but that wasn't a last minute deal. That had been planned for a while. And um, yeah. kudos, the six players we brought in have all, to a man, been outstanding. Sort of in. <clears throat> yeah, and they've they were all on the pitch seriously. at the end of the game, all of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they will all be going forward. You know, Tavares will get his chances because um, no doubt, you know, Tierney will pick up an injury somewhere along the line, won't he? Because yeah. That's that's what happens, isn't it? Players pick up injuries, and and I would imagine if um, one of our centre backs gets injured, then we'd put Tommy in there, yeah, rather than mm. Mario holding him. Put Tommy in, you know. Gabriel picks up an injury, put Tommy in there. You know, yeah, absolutely. The right back, you know, because it, it, it gives us so much um, versatility at the back, really, to play around with. 
the players. Mm. Yeah, it's, it says how it says how good we were as a team in general for or the players that played yesterday. That even now, I don't know who the man in the match was. Who I can say hand on heart, he was the one that stood out more oh, because of that's all good point. the line. Smith Rowe got the goal and assist. Saka got the spot goal and assist. And again with Saka, I mean, going back to that, obviously the Tottenham fans back doing the old he let the country down bullshit. You think he took that's the best again, he started he started off the season a bit shaky where he's not been his best or what he's come up he needed that vest because it's sort of over, sort of caught up with him basically. So he's had mm. that, that midweek off, well most of it anyway, and he came on for the last few minutes. That was, but again, arguably his best performances we've seen from him this season. But again, yeah, can't just yeah. say he's made the match because of that because they're all they were all brilliant. One, they're all fantastic. You can't yeah, see, you can't single out any of them to say one. Top, one, top, one, top, one, top, one top, top, top. bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, to a man, they were, they were all outstanding. So, man of the match, mm. you could have picked one to eleven, couldn't you? Really. Mm. Mm. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I think Tommy I mean, got it Jane. in the end, didn't he? Did Tom, Tommy got it in the end, I think. Yeah, Arsenal gave it to Tommy Yasu. Uh, James is in the chat saying Saka's man of the match for him. Emma Smith and Tommy Yasu are very close as well. Uh, yeah, you, know, so, you can't argue with any, whatever anyone chooses in the chat. So argue, he was my man in the match. He was my man in the match. You can't argue with any of them, to be honest no, with you, no, can you? Not. No, absolutely not. But I mean, I, I, can't, I can't say now he wasn't man of the match. If that's what you think, then I'll. I can't argue it because they were one to one to eleven. They were all fantastic, including yeah. Ramsdale. And that save was like it was almost like a seaman against Sheffield United moment. It was like mm. unreal save. We tipped it onto the yeah. bar. I mean, yeah, how the hell did we do that? Yeah, it's, even like the commentator on the stream I was this watching said it, it, it's almost like he was been in the air for twenty seconds. You know, mm. it's well, like he's almost levitating. He was up that long. You know, he got his fingertips to it, and I tell you what, that was more important than people think because that would have brought it back to three-two, yeah, exactly. and we could have been real back, backs mm. against the wall in the last, however it mm. was. So, um, a fair play to him. I mean, that was in the unreal save, unreal, mm. and he was he was brilliant the whole match, and you know, barking out. You can see he's like veins bulging when he's shouting at his defenders all the time, praising his defenders, giving them high fives, yeah. chest bumps. You know, he's always, always on the go and talking to people. And I've never seen a goalkeeper in my entire life get cramp before. But that's how he actually got cramp in the second half. They had to bring him round some of those, uh, those gels, those energy gels, that, and he had four of those. Mm. <laughs> because he's always on the go. He's like, I don't know, I'd love to see his mind. He might probably did as much running about as some of the Spurs players in that game because so he's constantly long, on the go. Then how long has it been since we had a, a keeper that commanding, that vocal in goal? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Layman. You've got to go back quite a long way, There's only two two in my lifetime. Layman did a uh, lot of it. And Seaman, that's, no, about, that's about it. Made. Uh, he's yeah. the best, you know, at the moment since then. And um, I, at his age of 23, I just hope that he goes on to emulate. Yeah, he could be with us as long as David Seaman was. Mm. I hope he goes on to emulate the great man because at the moment, I know it's early days, it, but he, he's showing every kind of characteristic you want in a goalkeeper. Full stop. Mm. He's commanding. He co comes out and catches things like we were raving about Martinez last season. Mm. Quite rightly, 
um, saying he's just so much more commanded. He catches things rather than punching things, mm. and but he's doing he's doing all that and more. You know, he, he's he's linking play perfectly. He's um, organising the defence. He's like I said a hundred times. He's part of the defence. He's actually part of the defence. The way he's playing. Um, he sweeps up, he, yeah. he, he pings out these sidewinding passes, and Aubameyang, for once, he's actually controlling them. He's winning them on his head because he's, mm. he's finding him perfectly. When was the last time that happened? I mean, Aubameyang's never won, won the, the goal kicks before, but he's actually starting to do it now because the balls are so much more accurate. They're travelling more, the further distances, and he's starting attacks straight from the goal kick. It's I just everything when, uh, you could want. When we had Petr checking, I mean, I, I lost count of the amount of times he put the ball into touch. Yeah. You know, clear, right, you yeah. Know, from his hands, yeah. I mean, he'd try and go for the left or right, and nine times out of ten, he'd just be in the stand, wouldn't it? Yeah. But now you've got you've got the goalkeeper that when he gets the ball, he's immediately looking forward. He's looking for who he's going to give that ball to as quickly as possible. Hmm. You know, yeah, you know, he is. Get the attack going. And the players are, are tuned into that. And they're on the move already. So as soon as we've got the ball, we're now looking to attack, counter-attack. And that's mm. great. Yeah, that's all you want, isn't it? Yeah. I, honestly, I'm, I'm beaming still after yesterday because I can't... Yeah. I feel so positive and happy about the whole situation at the moment. And I, I don't make any excuses for that. I, I, if you can't enjoy a win like this and see the differences in front of your own eyes, I don't have to look at stats and all this, this sort of stuff to see how well we're doing. You just use the eye test the old-fashioned way. <laughs> and we're playing bloody good football. We're playing yeah. bloody good football that I actually enjoy watching, and I was—I've gone through so many times recently, and you've heard me, all of you, saying mm. I just don't want to. It's a chore to watch us. How many times have I said it? It's a chore to watch us, but it's not anymore. It's not. It's exciting, and I'm, I'm, it's only the start. I'm really, I'm really uplifted by it all. I really am, and uh, I mean, I still—I couldn't say. I, I would not actually choose. I mean, everyone's putting some really good arguments in the chat yeah. about who they think was the um, the man in a match, and they're all really good comments. But I, I personally, I'm not even going to bother choosing because I was just, I'd just give the, give it to the team. In fact, you could give it to the team and the, and the manager because yeah. what I said earlier, the manager deserves a hell of a lot of respect after yesterday, and I love absolutely loved seeing him the smile on his face, jumping and punching his fist in the air when we scored hmm. because. You know, he's put up with so much shit, hasn't he? And, yeah, and he's and gone through so much in his time with the club already. Mm. And I just really felt happy for him yesterday. I really enjoyed seeing him being, you know, happy and, and, and mm. enjoying the game. And you could tell, because that was the first North London derby we've had in front of fans at the, the Emirates. And you could you could see, you could almost see the energy cursing through his body, couldn't you? Uh, yeah, on the yeah. sidelines. And I, I heard something on the um, Ask blog earlier on. I think it was James McNicholas said um, he noticed at one stage that uh, Albert, you know, our assistant manager, Albert Steivenberg, yeah. is it? I can't. Like, he, yeah. actually, he actually had to go up to him at one stage. He put his hand on his chest and ushered him back to the bench because he said, look, you need to time out, mate. Because you're going to burst the blood vessel here the way you're going. Because he was like getting he was so animated on the sidelines. He actually made him, he came out, walked and made him sit down for a little while mm. just to take some time out. And it's great to see. It's really, really good, it's good to see. 
Yeah, well, if you can't so, yeah. enjoy moments like that when you play like that, it's pointless watching the game, isn't it? If you want to find fault and, and you know slag us off because the other team weren't playing well, well, we made them not play well. That's the difference. Yeah, they were yeah. a decent side three weeks ago, three games ago. They were top of the league. So mm. the fact that we made them look like bottom of the league, that says something for us, I think. Yeah, yeah. that that comment there. Um... From James, I've seen it on James Johnson about Ramsdale. There, that's lovely, that as well. Yeah, I mean that that last sentence there. He's glad to be playing with friends. I mean, honestly, he's another one. Where I said it as soon as he signed. I put it on Twitter saying, mm. "What? A fuck, I actually used the word beautiful. I said, what a beautiful smile <laughs> Ramsdale's <laughs> got.' Because the reason I said it was beautiful is because you could tell how happy he was." To sign for Arsenal, yeah, we're not buying. We're not buying goalkeepers like we were linked to that guy from um, from Barcelona, weren't we? Uh, Neto, oh, is it Neto? Neto, yeah, yeah. Neto. We're not buying someone like him who would see it as a step down to come to Arsenal. And he said, "Oh, mm. right, okay, I'll make do. They're a, they're a big team." We're buying people that are desperate to play for Arsenal. They're, they're making the step up to come to Arsenal. And they're really delighted to be here. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's that shows in performances like we had yesterday, because a lot of those kids have never played in, in a North London derby before, not played in that kind of fierce ferocity before. But they stepped up to the plate. They gave everything to the team yesterday. You would mm. not get that if you're buying players who already think they're superstars, who think it's a, you know they're, they're settling to come to Arsenal. Well, Get our last, stop, yeah. Stop buying players that are coming to the end of their careers, aren't they? You know, like, yeah. like the Czechs. You know, there's other players that we bought. You know, we're now buying players at the other end of the scale that want to play for the club and are passionate about the club and they want to play for the badge. And they're all. I mean, it's scary when you think about it. They're all still 23, 24. I mean, who's the who's the oldest other than Xhaka? Who's your next uh, oldest? Yeah. Abamiak. Yeah. So, you know, Off the now. average age is like mid-20s, isn't it? I mean, that's incredible. I think if you take out Bamiyang, then, yeah, you're looking at about 24, 25 yeah, as an average exactly. age. But if you take out the two midfielders who were like the the, the daddies of the team, and Partey and, uh, and Jackie yesterday as well, all the rest, 20, 23 and below, all yeah. of them. Hmm. Yeah. So, and that is, that is so exciting for the future, that is, if you think about it. And there's still potential to to bring another couple of players in in January, isn't there? There's still the potential of strengthening that with, you know, another couple of additions as well. Yeah, definitely. Depending on what happens with, you know, Lacazette and, you know, there's a couple of other players that are coming to the end. I mean, Lena, will, will, I would say, definitely will go now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's a question of who we bring in as a as a backup. You know, Ramsdale now needs a backup. Oh, I'll tell you what, that um, guy we were linked to uh, from Brentford, David Raya. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've, I've, seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of him this season now, and that guy is bloody brilliant as well. He, is, he played so well against Liverpool. Uh, I'd, I'd love to get him to battle with Ramsdale. That would be my ideal. What a guy! He looks like a great player, and I tell you what, my first, I think my absolute first choice centre forward 
now as well would be um, uh, Tony from from Brentford as well. Mm-hmm. He is exact. He's the right age. He's exactly the right profile for, that I think we need. He's great in the air. He's strong. He's fit. He's very very quick, and he has got some really good technical ability as well. That guy. He has gone to the top of the list for me because I think for pound for pound, I don't think we could get a better striker for Arsenal. I love well, the that little, someone like um, Martinelli and Balogun, though. I mean, obviously, they're not in the side, and we were all raving <clears> about <throat> getting Martinelli in the side, but now, you know, what, what, how are we going to do that? Yeah, it's, it's difficult because they've got to get into the team on merit as well. Yeah, yeah. And I, we've got all this season, they've got to fight their way into that team, and they've got to show that they've got to stay in the team. Um, but I, I still think that Balogun probably in January should go out on loan for six months yeah. and give him, give him some minutes because he's not going to get the regular football. I think we should have loaned him in the summer, to be honest. Um, as, as soon as we knew Lacazette wasn't going to leave, we should have loaned him out. Um, that was a big mistake as far as I'm concerned. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Maybe he desperately mm. didn't want to go out on loan. But I think we should have pushed. I think we should have pushed it really, um, mm-hmm. because he he's going to get some time here and there off the bench. That's it, isn't it? Unfortunately, but Martinelli, he's got to grab his chance when he when he gets it, and um, he played well against Wimbledon, but yeah. he didn't quite do well enough. He didn't score. I don't think he assisted. I'm not sure. I don't think he did. Maybe he did. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, he won the penalty. He won the penalty, didn't he? So, I'll take it I mean, back. I mean, the Ketia as well, isn't it? I mean, he's another player that has had his chance. But, I mean, he's played really well when he's played this season, friendlies and... Um, and the he has, game. yeah. So, again, he's yeah. another player that can... But push. he's not the future, is he? He's, he's, he's leaving. Not, he's leaving yes. 100%. He's leaving. So, he's not going to sign a new contract now. So, um, we've got to try and get something for him. Um yeah, but uh, Carl Hyatt, I do rate him, but he's only still in 19, mate, in, or 18, maybe. And um, I'm absolutely delighted he signed a new contract. I was not expecting that um, yeah. because he is an ambitious guy. Um, but I'd love to have him as number three, but he's not quite ready to step up to number two because if anything happened to Ramsey, uh, Ramsdale, sorry, Ramsey, um, and for any significant amount of time... I, Carl Hine is not going to be good enough yet to be a Premier League goalkeeper for like a long stretch for two or three months. Hopefully in a couple of years' time, yeah. Um, but not yet. Not yet. But I, I, I'm, I'm really shocked actually that he signed because I'm, I'm not going to argue with it because I'm really, really happy. I didn't want to lose him. But with the Conquo as well, he's got a battle on his hands. Um, Maybe that's the idea just, from the club, getting both back in and out for second or third yeah. spot, whoever, and whoever's not happy afterwards. Yeah. Make a bit of money on it. Honestly, the more good players we've got at the club, is the better. So, I'm happy. So, as I've been saying for literally months now, it seems like anyway, that when was the last time we had this sort of depth in talent? You know, you've come from our, our academy. You know where yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Of, it's unheard of, really. Mm. Mm. Phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, and they keep coming. There's, they keep coming and coming, and I, 
it's, I don't know. I mean, it must. It's got to have started before Per Mertesacker arrived for them to be this good. But I will tell you what, we're we're so lucky to have Per Mertesacker here. And he had another interview recently on a I can't remember the name of the podcast. Um, can't remember. But he had a really insightful interview again, similar to one he did a couple of years ago. You done it again. It's the excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't hear you. <laughs> yes, I'm back online. <laughs> yeah. But yes, he did a really, really great interview again recently. And it, it takes me back to what I was talking about earlier about the players being happy to be here. And mm. he was talking about when he got offered the job. And um, when Mikel left to. Have either of you listened to it, by the way, or not? No, I haven't. No. Seen not, it. no. What, no. You said about. When Mikel left to go to um, retire and went to Man City, uh, Mikel put a, a word in for, to the club, strongly suggesting that they make a role for him at Arsenal because you can't let this uh, guy of this talent go. Mm. So that's that's what that was the start of him sort of becoming um, the head of the the academy. And he said that uh, obviously he went and chatted to his wife, and he was he was absolutely honoured to get the job. Um, to work with the youngsters at Arsenal. And it's it's like that feeling where, that's right, the Beautiful Game podcast. Thank you, James. Yeah. And he said that uh, he was he was just delighted that the club had done that for him and he just wanted to stay at Arsenal. And he's absolutely loving the job. And he wants to be there. And it's like I was, talk, was talking about, about the players earlier. It, it's got to, just throughout the club at the moment, take, a, take away the, the negativity of those first three games. We won the last five games. We had a fantastic second half of last season. Let's not let's face facts. Let's not forget that. Mm. And we won the last mm. five games of the season. We had those first three, which we could, wish we could wipe away from our memory banks. I wish they mm. didn't happen. If you take those three games away, if there's so much positivity running right the way through the club from the academy right up to the top at the moment, including the Arsenal women as well, who are back on back on mm. top of the league as well and playing brilliantly. So there's a lot to be excited about within the club at the moment. So yeah. I just, I mean, the, the youngsters, I mean, Patino, and I said, I jokingly said to Neil, put, put, put in a comment in the in the chat a minute ago yeah. about Patino and Aziz. Yeah. And I jokingly said, they, they're they going to be our central midfield partnership in the in 2026 Champions League final. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't mind putting a few quid on that. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I'm not getting carried away, but um, it's early days. It's a bit of a joke, tongue in cheek. Yeah. But the way that the club's going and the, the ambition that Mikel Arteta's got, and it's it, everyone was laughing, saying, you know, to, when he said to Willian that we're going to win the Champions League in three years. But I, w- I wouldn't mind extending that to five. Mm. Honestly, I, I wouldn't mind extending that to five just to see, give him that little bit of extra buffer there because. I don't think he's the kind of guy who will stop until he gets what he wants, Mikel Arteta. I think he's that mm. ambitious. And I, I just think that he believes strongly in everything that he says. 
And, you know, it, it takes a brave man not to, to, to believe him as well. And, and it's all down to results on the pitch. But like I said, I'm, those three games at the beginning of this season aside, I think it's it's definitely going in, in an upward trajectory since last Christmas. Really? Yeah. I think you've got to take those three games out of the equation, haven't you? Because it was such an unreal situation with, you know, injuries, COVID. You know, there was no way that that was his, going to be his starting 11 when he was sitting there in August thinking about the first game of the season. That was never going to be his 11, and nor the second game or even the third game. You know, you played that team that played, you know, yes, um, you know, on, on, would have beat, would have played a lot better against Man City and Chelsea without any shred of a doubt. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be losing against Chelsea, I don't think, with that team playing like that. No. And James, what you you completely missed out my my podcast as well. So I'm absolutely gutted with that, mate. Sorry, <laughs> gone down in my estimation. <laughs> also, James says as well in the chat. Sorry, I'll hit you back to back to in a sec. He says Neil thinks Patino and Aziz will win a Champions League in 2023. Andrew, but don't think you're you're overtopped by saying 2026. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I said that a few months, a few weeks or months ago. I can't remember, but it's like sort of tongue in cheek. But it was only. It's only half tongue in cheek because they they look absolutely quality. I mean, the only thing Patino is missing is just a bit of upper body strength, a bit of bulk. Just to... that'll come though, isn't it? That'll come. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think because this is his first full season you know, ahead in the under twenty threes. Even mm. he is being absolutely fast tracked into the first team. Believe you me. But this yeah, yeah. just even even the step up to the the under twenty threes is going to do him the world of good to build up his strength. Um. But I, I honestly don't think he's going to get loaned out. I think he's going to get straight into the team when he's ready. And all he all he needs is that bit of bulk. I bet he's down the gym an awful lot at the moment as well, um, because he he's still got the physique of a young kid. Which because yeah. he is a young kid, yeah. yeah. Um, some some kids develop faster than others, obviously, don't they? And with, with regards to sort of muscle muscle mass and, and stuff. He's a little bit behind on that front, but that's all. That's all. I think skill-wise, he's already good enough to play in the first team. Uh, so it's just up to him how quickly he can. Um, he can get that, suffering really. from um, not having the Europa League because those, those, there were games there that you could bring those sore players in, couldn't you? You know, given twenty oh, minutes a game, you know, you know those games we're, we're missing this season, unfortunately. <laughs> But they'll come. They're good enough. They'll get in the team by talent alone, won't they? Yeah. But Aziz has um, developed really quickly in terms of his also, strength. Yeah, that's cool. Was he he say, almost went like that overnight. Yeah. yeah there's a, I was going to say, there's a photo from when back in this back into last season in May. And then when we come back to pre-season, he looks a completely different person. Yeah, like, I know. Physically, he has mm. completely... Yeah, took himself to another level. It was completely muscle toned. You could what if? Whereas he looked like a stick in May, with all due respect, he literally gone out, and got got the work done, and come back like a fucking man possessed, basically. Like, that two month period, he's yeah. just gone and grafted in the gym. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <clears throat> and he's at a good club uh, this season uh, with a good manager. So um, that should bring him on in leaps and bounds. Yeah, same manager, obviously, that ESR went to a couple of years ago. Uh, Neil in the chat's been a bit, bit optimistic here. He says the next, the next couple goes unbeaten will be us. 
happening the season we win this, the Champions League, the 17th FA Cup and the League Cup. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I love Neil. That's why I love him. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, dear. And talking of, because we're talking about Charlie there, Stephen in the chat says, uh, Charlie is bigger than Foden. Give it six months, he'll be there. Yeah, completely different type yeah. of player. Let's let's quite be happy that they could both be in the England team together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. Look at it. I'd say, yeah, Charlie's. He could be a mixture of, you know, I don't know. Maybe Jack Wilshere's the closest, but I think they've got different styles of play slightly. But I think Charlie's going to be as, as good to the with the club as Wilshere was yeah. when he first broke into the team. If we're really, really lucky, he could be another Fabregas. Well, this is what I was about to say. It's, it's, it says it all about, I know it's, you know, he's a kid who don't put too much pressure on him. But whoever you talk to, they say there's there's a bit of this ex-player or that player. And the, the three predominant ones that come up are Wilshire, Fabregas and Neil Brady. They're the players mm. that always come up. Like, like he's similar to them sort of players. He can yeah, yeah. be even better than what... If, so it's exciting again. It's exciting to have that sort of talent coming through that we have that at our disposal. Yeah, definitely. I think it's important that these young players also see, you know, the, the, the previous generation already playing for the side and not being sold and moved on. They they're seeing Saka and ESR playing, which gives them the belief that they can actually, you know, develop into first team players. Well, let's look at Pedri. Pedri at Barcelona. I mean, he got into mm. he. Mate was playing first team football at sixteen, and I mean yeah. that's that's freakish, but it can be done. And um, he played. I think when when I was watching the Euros, um, I heard the commentator said that he played over seventy games uh, that season, last last mm. last season, and he what was it eighteen still at that point. Mm. So it can be done, but obviously he's he's like I said developed differently he's uh, already got the strength to to play in their top division as soon as as soon as he gets that charlie patino then he could do, be the same he could have the same effect I, i'm not i mean people absolutely rave quite rightly about pedri because of his quality and his age what's to say that he's not going to be as good or if not better mm. just yeah, because he's exactly. english from our academy we we always push people down why can't we just be positive and say we could have the next Pedri or better on our hands here. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Just why not enjoy it and enjoy mm. it? In fact, in fact, not just obviously Chai, but all these players that we've mentioned tonight are coming through our academy. Two of the goal scorers yesterday were Howling boys. Mm. They're, they're one of our own. Literally. I would have, I would have loved to have kept Aziz this season, if I'm being honest. I've said that loads of times. Uh, I would have. Because mm. you know that Elneny's still going to get maybe between 1,000, 1,500 minutes this season. You know that he will. Mm. I would have loved Aziz to have got those minutes. And who's, again, I gave the same reason because he's 19 now, I believe, Miguel Aziz. Yeah, I think, I think so, I'm right in saying. So why can't he have the same effect with us as Pedri has with Barcelona? But because people just. Pedri's like some exotic player at Barcelona. They will get put on a pedestal, don't they? But yeah. we're, we're not we're not as quick to say they're as good when they come through your own system. Oh no, they're not ready. They're not ready. That's the 
no one knows whether they're ready until they get that opportunity. No one. You know, and Fabregas got his, his breakthrough when he was 16 or 17 with Arsenal. Uh, yeah, he played, I think he played his first proper game, well, his first first team game was fifth in the invincible season in the, in the League Cup against, I think, is it Rotherham? He was six, 16, wasn't he? Yeah, 15, I think, 15 gone on 16, and then when he, I think he, played, season, um, he was a first-team player. He played 150 games before he was 20. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. So, so why, why, can't, why not? Why not? He was captain um, as well. He was given the armband and everything. Yeah, exactly. So why not? Aaron Lilly is going. Yeah. Aaron Lilly is going at the end of the season as well. Hmm. So why why not give it Aziz his minutes? But obviously Aziz has gone now. But why not give him give the minutes to Patino then? Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe that's part well, of the master plan. Uh, we don't know what the master plan is, do we? Yeah, that's true. Mm. So that might be part of it. Because we are going to be short of midfielders um, the, in this season. The, uh, yeah, come January when we get players leaving for the, um, the the Nations League or whatever. You know, we're going to need players. Maybe we could bring Aziz back. I don't know if, if that's in the... We have way. got a recall. We have got a recall yeah. option on it, yeah. We've got a yeah, recall on January, Saliba yeah. as well, haven't we, I Because, I mean, Saliba has been getting rave reports. From, no, I don't think we have got a... I watched him yesterday. I watched uh, Marseille yesterday. The kid is amazing. The kid's an uh, outstanding defender. Yeah. Another, and, he, and he's, an, again, we use defenders. And I know he wasn't under Arteta, it was under Unai Emery in that, that sort of regime at the time. But he's a unit. He's another big, stocky defender, but he's got pace in him as well. Fantastic game yeah. it was. Mm. Yesterday, V Longs. And mm. uh, I'll tell you what. Um, some great goals in it. A yeah. Really exciting game. But Saliba and Gwendouzi were playing. Gwendouzi was all right. Mm. Nothing special. But uh, he's got, he's got anyway, isn't he? That's, uh, yeah. Got anyway. Yeah, but, but Saliba Nielsen, was um, great. Yeah, Nielsen, uh, look at Rooney. Kind of looked 40, but he was 17 when he broke through. Yeah, but <laughs> that is a great, that's a great example of kids developing at different rates with regards yeah. to their muscles. He looks yeah. like a bloody unit he could not be knocked off the ball when he was 17 because he yeah. he already he actually uh did boxing when he was young didn't he because i believe his yeah. dad was a boxer is that right but he yeah, trained him yeah. he did a lot of training when he was younger so he he already had the upper body strength um but yeah that's i, I don't i don't think that patina will get loaned out at all i think he will be fast tracked straight into the first yeah. team because they think that highly of him um which is another and yet another reason to be really excited about what's going on at the moment. Yeah, what a fantastic job Per's doing it since he's taken over. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, and uh, Neil says he doesn't want another uh, Nabri at our club. Na- another Nabri situation where we think we, we think about bringing him through, loan him out, taking the advice of an idiot, and it all backfires on us four years later. But we, I don't know. Yeah, we yeah, Nabri was nowhere near that sort of player when he played for us, was he? No, he did I, need a couple of thank rounds. Thank you, Steve. I saw him play some absolutely sh- shocking games at Arsenal. Yeah. Really bad. And he yeah. looked overweight and uninterested in, yeah. the, in a lot. Yeah. I was yeah. there. I saw yeah. it with my own eyes. Yeah. But everyone's, everyone's looking at him through rose-tinted spectacles saying yeah, I get that, he, yeah. was, he was incredible when he was at Arsenal. No, he wasn't. He, was he, he had flashes. He certainly had some good games. But on a lot of occasions, he looked overweight, out of sorts, and not wanting to be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. That's why he got loaned out so many times, and then we took the, and then in the end, we took the advice of uh, 
Tony Pulis, didn't we? And it all, and obviously he's gone on to prove a point now. But I think he did a, he did an interview recently with another, another I can't remember who it was now. But basically, saying if Arsenal came in for him, he wouldn't say no. Basically, yeah, he now they're going to United and all that. You know, no, yeah. he's um, his time's gone. Mm. It has, and he's also not performing anywhere near the same as he was a couple of years ago. It sort of dropped yeah, off, so... which is that sort of burst, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just repeating what I'm just letting you guys know what he's now saying since. Obviously, he'll go yeah, yeah. bullshit. We've got to get away from this signing, you know, re-signing players, signing players mm. that are coming to the end of the wrong end of their careers. You know, we want to be signing players that are at the beginning of their careers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and look at, I mean. Chelsea, for example, let Kevin De Bruyne go and they let uh, Mohamed Salah go, yeah. <laughs> both when they were really, really young. I think they, they've gone on to have decent careers. So it's not just Arsenal either. Yeah. So let's just smash our own uh, teeth in with that one because it's all, it happens all over the place. But I totally get Neil's point. We don't want to let these gems slip through the net, do we? Yeah. Without getting a good chance to see him first. And that's the big thing with, with William Saliba as well. Mm-hmm. It'd, be, it'd be absolutely devastating if we don't give him a chance at the club. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that will happen. Actually, though, what uh, Stephen said there—that we'll sell Chambers, we'll sell Holding, um, Suarez. Well. To, I mean, to Suarez. I don't think he lets us down very often. To be perfectly no, honest, he, he plays. He, he plays for the band. He's not, he's he's not, as, a, as a squad player, he's not—he's not bad as a squad player. But you don't want him as a first team week. No, it won't be though. That's why we've no, sorted that. that was yeah. before we signed Tommy and we had Hector. That was obviously the debate: who's going to be our first choice? And that one yeah. was in. I don't. We've got I, a hell of a lot of players that we need to move on. January. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's at least half a dozen that need to be moved on that won't get near this side now because we've taken it up a, a level beyond. I mean, you mentioned El Nenny. I mean, he, he can't get back into that side, surely. No, no, absolutely no, yeah. not. Chambers not... and holding. I mean, we got nothing against holding. I mean, no, I haven't. I haven't. I quite like the guy. He's not that level. But, no, he's not. And I, I thought he could be, and I, I was wrong on that one. I, he's not. And but I love the guy. I think he's a really nice bloke to have around. He's 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 a he's a really good personality. Um, I, I think, think he's that's... a bit more of a leader than people realise as well, actually. But. We, we need to move on. We need to move on. He's not going to get any better. Uh, Chambers ain't going to get any better. I would love to keep hold of it, um, make the Niles now. He seems to have made up with uh, Arteta. Mm. Um, I'd love him to stay around because I think he's, every time he's come on in the last couple of games, he's played really, really well. Um, and he needs to embrace the fact that he is uh, able to play more than one position because it's a strength, not a weakness. Uh, it's not a weakness. People go on about it saying, oh, it's a shame because he can't nail down one place. Well, I think it's a, I think it's a positive thing. It gives him the double the opportunities of playing in, in different places on the pitch. You should embrace it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope we hold on to him. But, yeah, there's a lot of players that we need to, to move on still. But that was never going to happen in one or two windows, was it? No. Especially, especially after the pandemic. It's yeah. Now, which ones mm. have got to go and which ones we've got to keep? That's amazing uh, about Palace. That's good. Holding in Chambers, I think yeah. that's an example of you know young players not actually developing the way you thought they may do. You know, mm. 
no at a young age and you think yeah this guy's got something about him but for some reason it just doesn't develop does it it just doesn't you know injuries have an effect on that as well especially with chambers but you know holding hasn't really developed into a great player has he you know, no, he's a good. He's. A, I still think he could. He's a good defender, and he could. He could do a really yeah, good yeah. job. For, I don't know. Maybe even a Brighton or, or Palace or someone like that. He'd be a good solid defender for him. Um, he doesn't. You know, he'll make your mistake, but he will. He won't let you down with regards to attitude or effort, will he? And the no, same goes for Chambers. I, I, I like Chambers. I've got no issue with Chambers being a backup player because he played some great games. Let's not forget on the right. Uh, right side of defence last yeah, season, he yeah. he was outstanding for a patch, but um, he's not going to get any better. And we need to be more ruthless, like Michael Arteta himself has said, um, and not hold on to these players because we like them and because they're of sentiment. So yeah, I'm quite quite happy to to um, get rid of those players now, move on, and Saliba definitely has to be brought back um, and fight it out with uh, White and Gabriel for a place in that defence. And that would be, I mean, wow, that would be one of the best defences in the league if we got him back on form. And mm. that that's really hard to beat as a, as a good op- as the options in our back line then. It really would be. We'd play them flame as a three. It'd be immense, wouldn't it? Yeah. To yeah. Push Tommy and um, Tierney forward and play a back three of... You know, Gabriel White and Saliba. I mean, Jesus. You know, be outstanding. Yeah, Neil says in the chat. Sorry, Neil saying in the chat as well. He's why he's Martinelli. Because obviously, yeah, now yeah. he's. Well, we said, didn't we? He's, he's to, where he gets into the side. Yeah. You know, I'm really worried about him. Or uh, Smith Rowe at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. No, we've not got Thanos anymore. We've sold him, haven't we? Is it an option? An obligation, I mean, to buy, isn't there? Yeah, we've got salt. We've loaned him with with the obligation of, I think it was, I can't remember how much it was, but yeah. About three million or something. Four million. A bit of profit, a little bit. But also, Neil's happy with the Palace results. The results, score, current score, Palace are winding up. Was that half in the sunny spot? Dead on half. I think he's doing low key really well, Vieira. Considering what he walks into as well, we didn't have a. Yeah, squad basically. Well, how many? What was it? Fourteen players or something? Fourteen left. players completely left on the three. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's outstandingly bad for, to walk into, mm. isn't it? But I think he's doing really well, actually. Vieira, he's done. Mm. He's held his own against some really good, good sides, and he's I don't know, fair enough. He beat the shit team in, in Spurs, but three um, 0 <laughs> Well, he started it, didn't he? It had, it had yeah, to but be anyway. A, yeah. <laughs> going, going back, yeah, going back to Martinelli, <laughs> I I share your concern, Neil. I really do because there's a player in there, hundred percent, and there's something not quite right at the moment, and I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger. When he has come into the team, he's not been like the old Martinelli. He hasn't. Uh, we've got to face facts. Mm. Um, he played when I went to. Uh, the West Brom game, and I don't know. There's just a, there's a little spark missing from him. He, uh, by all accounts, uh, he played well um, against Wimbledon the other day, but, but but just well. He played just well. You know, he didn't. He wasn't outstanding. Well, you'd expect him to rip a team like that apart, wouldn't you? The old Martinelli. Yeah, but yeah. there's there's something not quite right, and I, I don't know what it is. And I don't think it's uh, honestly. I don't blame 
Arte- problems between him and Arteta because you could see again after that North London derby, he was on the pitch absolutely as, as happy as Larry Martinelli with yeah. that result. I don't I think, think there's a problem with with their with their relationship. I, I just, but I don't know what it is. There's something not quite right with him. I think whether if, it's um, of, sorry, could, Olympics it might be the Olympics. If Martinelli could play in this side, you'd see a different Martinelli, I think, because he would get the service he maybe wasn't getting yeah. in the middle yeah. of the game because he's playing with the players that we were using the in the first three yeah, games, which true. was, you know, so if he was to, if he can get into this current 11 somehow, I'd say, I think you'll see a different Martinelli. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I don't. I mean, I'm not worried in the way that we're going to lose him or anything. Like no, he's going to go. I'm just. Um, I was, it, but also, like I said, it, potentially he was away all summer with the with the Olympics. Maybe that's a little bit of an issue as well. I know he didn't play in many games whilst he was out there, but he was still out there and missed a lot of the, the summer um, training. Like a lot, a lot of our players didn't go away on international duty in the summer, but he obviously he did, and that meant him losing out on a lot of the. Uh, pre-season so maybe he's just going to take time to get into the stride of things again this um, this season um, and we'll see yeah. but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not concerned about us losing him um, as a, as, you know, to another team at the moment at all I think he's very happy where he is no, he's just got to take well, if he does get that chance he's just got to grab it doesn't he somehow yeah. he gets, yeah. he gets yeah. you know comes on for a Smith row up 20 minutes to go and he can net a goal you know, that's, that's the launch pad, isn't it? He just needs to grab mm. his opportunities when he gets them. We, we can't be, you know, I totally agree, Steve, with regards to that. But we can't forget that players are in this position all the time and they've, they've got to fight their way into the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly like what you said, Steve. When they get their chance, they have got to take it with both hands and do everything they can. So you can't just say... Oh, he's not playing, so he's going to want to leave. He's going to do this. Mm. Players have got to have the attitude, and I genuinely believe that's not one. That's one thing I'm not worried about Martinelli about at all is his mm. attitude. He wants to get to the top. He idolizes Ronaldo. He wants to emulate him, and he will do everything he can. I'm sure. I thought I've got no issue with his a temperament and his mentality. So I think, but once he gets into that team, he has got to take it, and I th- I'm. I'm confident he will because he's, he's he's that type of kid. He's the, he's he's just yeah. outstanding. And I, I think I, with um, Smith Rowe and Saka, that's what they did, didn't they? They they got yeah. the opportunity and they grabbed it. Yeah. And yeah. you couldn't drop them. Exactly. I mean, he's, he's, he's got to do somehow. He's got to do long term. Martinez long term could could well be the answer to replacing uh, Aubameyang. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah, there was them. Yeah, sorry, there was them rumours. Back end of last season, they was trying to mould, doing that individual training with Martinelli as a striker, trying to improve yeah. his, make mould him into now that striker, and that would make sense. But also, like Andrews, like you've already discussed, it's he didn't have a whole, he never didn't have a preseason of us. He was obviously in Rio, not Rio, in with Brazil for the, the Olympics in Tokyo, sorry. And then literally, he's won the, he won obviously his team won the gold and all that. He's come back and then. Within what, not even twenty four hours, he's back in training, and then the, 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 the next game is in the match day squad. So he, he, had, he had to play the first game. Don't forget, 
Yeah, no, he, he, he offered to play because he wasn't ready, but he he was yeah. one of the only fit strikers we had. So if you look at the Chelsea game he played, when when Lukaku, he was basically receiving the ball at his feet, wasn't he? Yeah. Martinelli was chasing the ball 20, 30 yards, wasn't he, to get the ball. The ball was going yeah. nowhere near him and he was running into the court. He was running his legs off because the ball wasn't coming to him in the right place. No, no, I've, it, I've, I've said the same thing ball. myself. But Lukaku didn't have to move to get that ball. It no, was passed to him. Bang on. Yeah. For, for a 40-50-yard pass straight to his feet. And Martinelli did not get one of those passes. He was just running around like a headless chicken the entire game. And he wasn't getting yeah. near it, was he? He wasn't, you know, he was chasing. No. He wasn't winning the ball. You know, it was a mess. But exactly. say, if he played in this team, that wouldn't have happened. He no. Exactly. So we just got to find a way of breaking in. Yeah. As you say, I don't think he, he's looking at moving. I think he wants to play for this team. It's just finding he a signed a new contract. Yeah. He signed a new contract. Yeah. So he's not he's not going to sign that new contract if he's got any intention of leaving at the end of the season or whatever. He's he's going to fight his way into the team and he will play well enough to get there at some point this season. He'll yeah. make himself undroppable because he's that yeah. good. So we just have to wait for that time. Again, we sort of again touched on what we touched on before about him obviously the Olympics and all that. I think that sort of ran time to Arteta that Fitness-wise, it's not quite there yet. Needs more time mm. with the training and all that, integrating himself back into the system, back into the Arsenal way and things. Like, as you say, he, and by that, he'll see if he's ready to fight for his place again. And he, I think he will. Obviously, we know we know he will. But Arteta's got to see that, obviously, and hopefully in the meantime, get his fitness back up. Can we give the club a bit more credit as well? Like we were talking about earlier. Let's, let's talk on the positive side again, because do you honestly think that the club... Are going to want to lose a player of the quality of, of, of Martinelli. Do you honestly think that they are going to let him just walk, slip away, piss no. him off to the extent where he's desperate to leave? Exactly. No. Let's give the club a bit of credit here because we've talked all night about the quality of the academy, the players coming through the academy, all the young players that we've got in the team. All of them are young, apart from you know the the three that we mentioned earlier in Aubameyang and the two central midfielders. All the rest are really young kids. Now, Martinelli's part of the future of this club. We're not going to be stupid enough to piss him off that badly that he's going to be desperate to leave. So there's going to be a plan for him somewhere. Whether that's going to be to replace Lacazette, whether that's going to be to replace uh, Aubameyang eventually, we don't know. But we've got to have some trust in the management of the, the team at the moment that they will have a plan for Martinelli. Because I, I, I certainly do, because they've made some very, very strong decisions over the summer and over the well over the last couple of years, really, with the players they've got rid of versus the players that they've brought in. So they've played, made some exceptional decisions. So let's just trust the club that they've got a plan for him. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And again, it wouldn't it would make any sense, like you say, for the club to go... Spent after obviously what he one year at the club and he signed his new contract. The, mm. the, club, he, the club themselves would not have gone out their way to be that persistent of getting giving us giving him that contract so soon after signing for the club, uh, literally a year to the day when he suddenly mm. leaves his contract. Exactly. 
so again, you have to say you've got to give the club credit where it's due, and they're doing the right things as it stands. Touch wood, it continues. We praise Perry Matasak, we praise Arteta tonight for the jobs they're doing, respectively. And hopefully, this is this is we are touch wood again, slowly going in the right direction. Now, we've had a few yeah. years of divert of, of monastery crap, basically, let's put it that way. And hopefully, this is at the turning. But this, these last few weeks after the after the start we had. We dusted ourselves down. It seems like the dust. Like this, it, it, he's had time with his players. They've dusted themselves down, and now we're we're winning games. We've got, as I say, we're at the start of the stream. We're, we're grinding out results against. I don't know, it's, you say it doesn't look sound bad, sound good. We're grinding out the result against Norwich and grinding out the one 0 against Burnley, but we we still won. Even in, in time mm. we looked like we were, we were a bit. Mm, we still got over the line. Whereas years gone by, I said we would have dropped them points. A home or away against them sort of teams, and then yesterday, taking the fans out, taking the, the atmosphere, the equation, the players turned up yesterday for the, not just for a few minutes here and there, for the entirety of that game. Even when they got when, in the last twelve minutes, when they got back into it with the, the consolation goal, the heads didn't drop. They didn't start panicking and going, "Oh no, oh no, here we go again." Like we saw in the North London derby last year at the end, which we won 2-1, where the last, after going down to 10, they go down to 10 men, we sort of sat back and played up like the team of 10 men and allowed them to attack us, left, right and centre. Mm. We, we still took the game to them. And Absolutely. This is the key now, this is key. These next, we've, got, we've got Brighton next, this weekend at 5.30. What's the latest score then, by the way? I've, I think it's about to kick off, I don't know, have a look. It's uh, we've got, yeah, we've got Brighton next. We've got Palace the following week, haven't we? On a Monday night, it's still one nil, I believe. I'm just it's just update, it's updating now, once it? Yeah, it's one nil still. Fine. It's yeah, going to be cool. a tough couple of games. Palace and Brighton, they're playing against each other, obviously, as we speak. Um, maybe Vieira will just cheekily let that one go and just put out a reserve side <laughs> just to help us out. Um, yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? But I think yeah, I think it's going to be tough against Brighton. But that's I think it's going to be a hell of a lot tougher than it was obviously yesterday. That's mm. that's without question for me. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take any result. Yeah. I'll take any result. Yeah, you know, one nil again. Before the season started, me, me and yourself, Andrew, came to get on here on this channel, and we went through the first ten uh, the first ten games of the season. And mm. as you said, Paul, last week I think it was, we sort of allowed yeah. three defeats in that ten first ten games. Yeah, we've had the three defeats. We've obviously won the last three. We've got one now. They've won the last four. Yeah, got yeah. So we've got yeah. well we've got three league. Premier League games. Three Premier League. Yeah, games, got yeah. four league. Got another four league games to go. We win them four. We're, where we are, literally where we thought we might we could be. Yep. In comparison to what we the discussion we had about points wise compared to last season at that stage. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And again, that'd be a step in the right direction. This is a thing now. We've got to. Not just be okay. We've won a North London derby. Just sit back and relax. Consistency now. That's, a, that's, a, that's one thing that sort of lacked that first half of last season was the consistency to put a run of games together, winning wise. Is and there a, screwed us basically? Is there the European games this week? There isn't. Yeah, Champions League. There is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So again, we are benefiting from not having that this season yeah. in some ways because I still yeah. would love to have. Being able to, oh, yeah. to have the European games, yeah. a, I miss watching Arsenal well, so often. Um... And B, you know, I want the kids to be able to play a lot more football. But yeah, Saka is. I wasn't saying we just said Martinelli was the future. 
I didn't mean just him. I mean, you know, he's part of the future of the club. Yeah. You know, Saka is obviously, of course, he is. This is amazing. For any non Arsenal fans out there, literally, Saka's nickname is the is Starboy for a reason. We absolutely mm. adore him. And then Emil Smith, we've got. Oh, it's, again, I can't, I can't remember the last time we had such an in depth ray of talent coming through one hit like this. I know, but not out. even just the academy kids. I'm talking the, the players have brought in as well, though. Yeah, really just like, yeah. just been dropped in, and they're just like taking to it just immediately, haven't they? Yeah. What do you oh. say? You look at Tommy Asu, literally played, obviously signed for us on deadline day. Went off to play for Japan and all that. During the internationals, came back within 36, as you said, about 36 hours. He was playing for playing his first game for Arsenal. Mm. And look at his attitude. Not yeah, his attitude has been amazing. Apart from the, apart from his, um, uh, you know, his quality of his play, um, his attitude has just been outstanding uh, in mm-hmm. every single game. It's just he doesn't. He's the sort of defender who gets absolutely takes it personally if a player even tries to get past him. You know, yeah. he's an old school defender in that respect, isn't he? Like a Lee Dixon, mm-hmm. he just. He would do everything to stop, even the little things like just stopping a cross coming in from 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 yeah. distance. He just like yeah. he will do everything he can to stop every single ball going anywhere near our box. It's just fantastic. Absolutely love him already. Absolutely love him already. There's one point in that. I think it's at the foot. No, sorry, second half because I'm trying to think of our defence. Yeah, and literally the ball was up teetering around the buddy going out for a phone, and he's literally a shield. He comes come, runs across, gets in front of the Celso. And just shields himself there. Waited, gave, gave a few seconds for anyone to come near him, like, trying to support him. Realised there was no options there, so he just turned, swivelled and lofted it down the pitch. Yeah, mm. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I remember exactly what you mean. Yeah. He's a big I loved unit. It, for a fullback, he's a big unit, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I didn't realise you're how you're not you wanted to outside me, yesterday. You're not, not going to run round him, are you? No, no, he's fantastic. I love he's he's at, he's breath of fresh air. He really yeah. is a breath of fresh air. But I, I genuinely three, think three weeks ago, we never heard of him. You know, a lot of people never heard of him three weeks ago. Hmm. Again, yeah. I can't. I think it might have been one of the Arsenal. I, I like to try and remember to give credit to where I get certain things from. But I think it might have been the Arsenal Vision podcast. I'm not quite so sure, but they praised the signing and they praised their do. Hmm. And uh, Arteta for the signing of of uh, Tommy Asu, and you know you have to say that's a, a great find. They they actually got a, a tailor made player for for our system, and and it matched perfectly. When you actually hmm. watched the game yesterday, and you got Emerson Royale on one side, who we were also rumored to be in for. Hmm. Tottenham were also rumored to be in for Tommy Asu. Who would you say got the best deal there? Who would you say is the best fit for our club? We, do- um, we dodged a big bullet there, didn't we? we that was a spot-on decision. Getting mm. him was absolutely fantastic scouting in, in every aspect because um, he fits the way that we want to play perfectly. We couldn't put it any better. It's it's just perfect. And long, I just hope to God that he stays injury-free for a, a long period of time because... Mm. He's he's outstanding. He really is an outstanding mm. player. Could be one of a fat, yeah, proper cult hero stuff here with Tommy. Yeah, 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 I mean that's where you are, isn't it? You, 
you, you've got to start at the back five, and you've got to start at the great back five, which we had yeah. back in the day. You, know? you can see it now. These players are all going to develop together. And you can tell when they're playing together, they want to fight for each other, don't they? None of them will go. None of them want to lose a tackle or a header. And if they do, one of the other guys is backing them up. You saw it with Tommy Asu with Ramsdale. He makes the save. Tommy Asu clears up. You know, back in the day, you'd see, you know, the goalkeeper save it. And then they're all standing around watching it while the attacking player then sticks it in the net. You know, doesn't, doesn't yeah. happen, doesn't it? Yeah. And so you know, it's about watching, admiring him. They're, they're supporting him, you know. And he's been mm. reading the game. You can see the fact he's going to save it. He's probably going to push it wide. He's going to get there first. He's there, yeah. He's there. I know that um, there's that tackle against Burnley. Was it with um, uh, Gabriel and and mm. uh, Tommy Asu came up in the pincer movement and nicked the ball off someone's foot as he was about to sort of strike it at the goal. Yeah. But it, but Tommy Asu was there anticipating the you know, the worst situation there as well. He he did he wouldn't give up. He wouldn't just leave it. He just he was there on the spot. Ready to make a, a move himself. He, he anticipates things just superbly. He's a, pro- I think. He's a proper defender, mm. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's not attacking fullback. He's a proper defender. Exactly that's what we needed. Did. Yeah, you know? and and do you know why that's another reason why that's perfect? Because he slots in between. Yeah, he, he's one side of uh, Ben White, and Ben White's also got Gabriel the other side of him, and yeah, to, yeah. the the way to bring a player through. Like Ben White, and he's Ben White's going to be a great player for us. But you know, I've got no issue with that whatsoever. But the fact that we've strengthened him by putting another quality player alongside him—that's really, really nice thing to see. Because we've wasted players in the past by buying a really good quality player and, and not supplementing that by putting someone else just you know alongside them to help them out a bit we, we did that mm. made that mistake with Fabregas before in the past we made it with uh, Van Persie in the past by not supporting him with with better quality players at stages of their career with us and the fact that we bought him at the same time along to go alongside Ben White is a really really big bonus to, to, to help strengthen and bring Ben White through um, yeah really important that was and in response, in response to right, sorry, that's the same in response to Richard. We're not really talking about them a lot, really. We're actually focusing we, on being positive about us a lot. We, what we did, we did, right. we did at the beginning, right at the beginning, Richard. If you rewind it, watch it a bit later. Uh, yeah, don't rewind it yet. Watch the end of the show. But when we finished, <laughs> put it back to the beginning, um, and we did, we did mention that. Yes, um, outstanding assist that he provided for Saka. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he uh, he also gave the knee. He uh, was dropped to his the knee. Saka as well, yeah. Saka's goal, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> only, only in the moment, everything that's going on with Harry. Let's be honest, right? Everything that's going on for a second. Only he could lose the ball near the, the attacking, obviously attacking us in the edge of the box. Track back all the way and assist. <laughs> yeah, but it, how overdue is is a game like that with a, a bit of luck? Because mm. should have been given him penalty. You know, let's be honest, that was a penalty. Yeah, it was. And then he got he broke through, lofted lifted the ball over the goalkeeper, and it was I just hilarious it. that it just dropped the other side of the post. That would never happen normally. I mean, that's a one in a ninety nine miss for for Harry Kane. 
So to actually miss that, not get the penalty, and assist Saka with, with our, one of our goals, <laughs> that is an outstanding game for a Harry Kane and Arsenal. Yeah. It's just absolutely amazing. Sorry, I can't remember Absolutely. who it was earlier. I said earlier in the chat, in the chat it, would it be out, outlandish for us to actually go and sign Harry Kane next year? Oh, God, oh. no, 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 no. Do we want him? Would we sign him? No, we, we don't. Him? I don't think we need him. Uh, how old is he going to be next summer? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I cannot believe it's hilarious that they turned down that money from Man City. I mean, they're, they're, they're stuck with him now to the rest of his career. Yeah, well, he's not going to win any choice to put it that way. Yeah, and what's the betting that he will get another injury on his uh, on his ankles that are made out of tortilla yeah. chips? He's got tortilla chips instead of uh, bones in his ankles, so they're going to go at some point. So well, um, that's, another, that's another thing they were getting a lot of. But anyway, they'll be knocking a lot of money for that. That's mm. interesting. But yeah, we're going to move back up back to the back to the red side of the discussion where it's all good and positive and happy. But yeah, I mean, even Neil's in the chat saying we are we now balance our defence, and we have again. How long have we had? How long since we had that? Across the back oh. line, one hit. Since twenty years, yeah, it feels like it. Yeah, it got to be. Yeah, because like, literally the invincible, the invincible back line, basically, of Lauren, Colatore, Campbell, Cole, Layman, and Se- oh. or Layman or Seaman in goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been a long been time a long coming. Time, it's been a long time mm. since we've had these sort of players all in the, as a group. You know, we've had individuals, obviously, but mm. as a group of players, you know, as a back five, as a midfield and a forward line. It's been a long time since we've had this, you know. And so, again, you know, the, the, this it's like they've only been playing together half a dozen games. Some of them have only been playing together for two or three games. No they one takes like, this sort of thing into account. They've mm. got they've been playing for a season, don't they? They look like they've been playing for a season. They've actually been playing for three games. I know. Mm. And people just don't, if they're not realistic, they don't take that into account. And they're going on about, oh, we just scraped past Norwich, we just scraped past Burnley. It was, the rubbish teams are going to be in the relegation battle, etc. But give us, I mean, our performances were good in those games, but mm. no one, no one takes into account the fact that these players have literally just been put together. You know, Norwich was the first game they played together. Norwich was the very first game that they'd all played together. And so they won the game. Isn't it? If you look at the rest of the team in the Premier League, you're thinking, those guys have only played two games. Look how they're playing now. Yeah. Well, they're going to be playing like in six games' time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Scary. And I'll tell, tell you what, Ryan, going back to what you said earlier about our previous uh, podcast about the 21. Twenty-one mm. points. I wouldn't bet against it now, mate. I really wouldn't. But getting well, to that twenty-one point mark. Well, as I was saying, literally, if we get depending on what, no matter what happens tonight, obviously Brighton on the weekend, that's it away as well, aren't we? Brighton away. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we're away. To, we get come away with a win there. That's good. Got Palace in the following Monday, and again we've got what eight, seven days, or eight days to prepare for that because it's on the Monday night, so not a Saturday or Sunday. So we've got eight days to prepare for that. And then we've got after that. I think it's it. I'm trying to look. I don't know what order it's in, but we've got um, Leicester at some point. Yeah, I'll just have a look one second. See if I got this. Well, I think if we um, if we beat Brian, if results go our way, we could be six. Villa. We've got Leicester Mm. and Villa. Leicester. I don't know what order they're in. Top six. Yeah. Oh yeah. Another results go away. Yeah. We've got Brighton Palace. Brighton away. Palace at home. 
Villa at home on a Friday night as well. Oh, God. Then we've got Leeds in the Cup and then Leicester City on a Saturday half 12 kickoff. And then we've got Watford, Liverpool, Newcastle. But yeah, going back to the, the four, as in league wise, we've got Brighton, Palace, Villa, and Leicester. We win them four games. That's 21 points out of opening 10 games. And that, literally, as you said earlier, and it was just, as we discussed in the previous stream, we'll be dead on where we thought, where we, we, we discussed. We didn't think we would be, but the possibility of being there would be dead on it. It we gives us on. again. It gives 13. Us that sort of... Sorry, yeah. yeah. I'd say the season before, we were on 13 uh, or 12, mm. 12 or 13. can't remember. But if we make that 21 mm. points, that is what Tottenham were on at this point. At the, at the, after 10 games last season, they were top of the league. Mm. So if we, can win, if we can win the next four games, we'll be on 24, 21 points. And the leaders of the Premier League were on 21 points at that stage last season. Mm-hmm. So how positive would that be? Let's just, let's just be positive as a group of fans and just take each game as it comes, as the old cliche says. But mm-hmm. if we can win those next four games, which are winnable, and I think we would have said, apart from, um, you know, after after yesterday's game, we probably would have said that Leicester would probably be the hardest one of those, that group coming up. But mm. they're not having a good season, mate. They're really not at the moment. I think they start. I think they're one out of the four. Look, obviously Brighton, Brighton, and Villa. The ones that look a bit depends on Villa yeah. as well, actually. So it depends on what Villa turn up on the day. Exactly. Brighton, yeah. Brighton's the one that actually at the four have been consistent up to tonight, obviously as it stands. Yeah. But, you know what they could test us. And that, we get, as I said, we get past that with three points. The next three games, I'm not saying it'll be easy. No, no game's easy. No, you're, none you're of them. You're going into it confident. Again, it's confidence. Four wins on a bounce. Going into yeah. the Palace game. They've got the added, the added, the added uh, bit of a drama with Vieira coming back to the Emirates for the first time since, of, or back to Arsenal in general, since he obviously left us. Oh, well, sorry, he played the Juventus. He played against us. Played against it. But obviously left us, left us properly. Mm. Um, and then you got yeah, Villa, yeah, Villa and Leicester. None of those teams are going to be looking forward to playing Arsenal anymore either. No, Martin that's going to that video game. All we're going to hear is for the entire seven days is Martin is Martin is Martin is talking crap about oh we let him down or oh, we didn't yeah. want him to come to us all that bullshit. I know. The thing is, I mean, you know. Teams weren't frightened to play in Arsenal for, or haven't been for quite a while, have they? Because they know mm. how to play against Arsenal. We're very predictable. I think now teams will be frightened to play in Arsenal, seeing what we've done, yeah. and what we can do. Reputations so, can change very quickly in football. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So why not just look forward now? Yeah, let's let's go top six by next weekend. Top four, who, you know, who knows? You know? Do you know what though? That's why it was so good about beating Burnley in particular, because that game we showed that we're no longer a pushover. You can't bully Arsenal anymore. Oh, exactly. We're not, we're not the team that you can bully. Like we had the reputation for for so long, and mm. after that game, that should be put to bed. That after yeah. that Burnley game in particular, and that's why I was also really happy about the Wimbledon game. Because, yes, it was just Wimbledon. But that was a really humdinging cup tie because I was listening to it on the radio. And it was a proper old-fashioned cup tie. And Wimbledon mm. sent out their full-strength team who are 
big burly men, mm. and they like to they would like to have bullied us off the pitch, and we, and they didn't, they didn't at all, and I was that's why I was really happy with that game as well because I've seen so many times where we've lost games like that, you know we've lost against Wrexham, we've lost against York in the cups, we've lost against um, Nottingham Forest quite recently, we've lost against Bradford City quite recently. So I've seen us lose games like that in the past, but we handled that game really professionally and came mm-hmm. away with a 3-0 win with our second 11. Mm-hmm. And we weren't bullied at all. So we're not the kind of guys that we're going to be bullied around anymore. And I'd love us to get rid of that reputation for good this time. Let's just get rid of that reputation for good. Well, I think because we, have, we I think the players we've got, the players we've got now won't let that happen. No, and that's why that I'm confident. Back four, that back four won't let that happen. And Ramsdale certainly won't let that happen. No, no, that definitely not. You know, so... Definitely not. So there's nothing stopping us from winning the next four games. Mm. Um, it's going to be tough, very, very tough. But yeah, if we do, if, if we do, we could potentially be right up in the top four. Yeah, they're all yeah. tough games now, though, aren't they? All the, all the Premier League sides are tough games. There's no easy games anymore. It's not that easy. But why, why can't we beat those those four games? Why not? No, exactly. Yeah, I've um, got a comment here that says, we need a proper number eight because we can't rely on Jacques. I mean, again, talking on Jacques, obviously, I think he's more, for now, as in he's got the experience, it's more just a stopgap, as in... Obviously, this model they're going with, they want like young, young, hungry players coming through. So, I think they will event in the next 12 months or so. Look to be probably, probably already are eyeing up his long term replacement, but it just got we'll, we'll find out yeah, next summer, yeah. obviously. Yeah, but Tavares could be, um, uh, not Tavares, sorry, Sambi could be his, his, his full time replacement yeah, from yeah, next year. Yeah, could be. But then also next season. We could have Aziz and Mark and um, a Charlie Patino back in in the squad full time. So yeah. that could be the plan. Yeah, and um, I'd be absolutely have no qualms whatsoever for to have um, Sambi as his replacement mm. full time. Yeah, well, I think that's the yeah. thing, though, isn't it? That there is now a plan. We said before we didn't know what the plan was. We didn't know what, what the process was. But I think we do now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. You know, I certainly, I certainly wouldn't say no to that lineup in midfield next season. No, as Partey and Sambay, Sambay, Partey and Sambi as the as the first two <laughs> there, but then we also have Aziz and Patino in reserve. But also we've got Ainsley Maitland Niles that can stick a good shift in there as well at any, any point. As well, obviously, if he doesn't play midfield, he can play. Obviously, we just need to. Um, we just need to play. 14 aside, really. That's what we need to yeah, do. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and we still win. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just before you go back, there was a comment in the chat from Richard. In terms of that, obviously, he wants to help come on and sort of co host a bit here and there. We'll see a bit more of you because, again, I don't have people willing nearly just on the channel. Or again, if I see more, more regularly, obviously, if you follow us, any of us on our social, on, on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and make an actually 
converse with us and we get, 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 to, get, get to know you a bit better, then obviously we're more open. We'll talk, we'll, we can discuss that that option down the line. But I'm not going to shut it down. I'm not, well, I'm not saying yay. I'm not, not saying yes either. I just want to put it out there, obviously. Because so like, it could be anyone. I could, go, I could mm -hmm. say yes, have you one, and it will go tits up. And... I like this. Uh, I like this threesome after games. Me, yeah. us three. Because <laughs> we're always very positive. And it's Too always positive, an enjoyable, very yeah. enjoyable podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. what makes it even better in the, in the next 40, about 40 minutes' time, the audio for this will be up on all the audio platforms we've to listen to as well. <laughs> how do you download oh this is an offline conversation but I need to know how, how you download it so quickly after well, after the show is finished I mean, with, with, with the Wi-Fi I've got because I have um, a BT fibre and basically the download speed is obviously doing really well at the moment so touch what it continues but yeah that's reason. That's the only reason it might take so because yeah. I say I should talk about you, but I've got the really fast Virgin stuff, Virgin Fiber as well. Mm. And whenever I try to download it from YouTube, it keeps saying processing. You know, video can't oh, be found. It's processing oh, and all that. I have to wait till the next day to be able to download it from YouTube. Anyway, that's a talk for another day. Well, so we'll sort of we'll talk offline, we'll bit offline backstage in a sec. But um, yeah. We need to go now. We're going for literally two hours now. So we need to stop and keep on chatting bullshit, basically. Keep repeating ourselves. It's a really good podcast, I think. Friday, one of the most enjoyable ones. Friday for a preview, are we? Friday for a preview? Uh, yeah, yeah, Friday did a preview. Yeah, yeah. What, same time? 7.30, 7.15? Yeah, yeah, give or take? Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, yeah. Are you around for that, Andrew? Another yeah, I will be this week, yeah. If that's yeah, uh, cool. if you want it, if you want, want me. Yeah, that's cool. And if you're around, yeah, if you're around on sure. Wednesday, doing the North London derby for the women's game as well, if you want to come and watch that with me as well, more yeah, I am free. I'm uh, completely free on Wednesday, so yeah, I'll just uh, I'd be interested in that definitely. Yeah, cool. Um, guys, thanks for coming on. Obviously, everyone, everyone in the chat, I've been Neil, Neil, James, Steve, Richard, obviously, Luca was in here earlier. Neil. Uh, as mentioned already, again, there's been loads of you. Steve, the Arsenal Misfit, Gary's popped in with us a lot. He's, I think not, he's on another podcast as we speak. But yeah, thanks for all you guys popping in with your comments and everyone else. Keep us going. And obviously, with your, give up your own uh, opinions on, the, on Arsenal and obviously in North London Derby yesterday. And as I said, we were, in terms of the Arsenal side of things, we're back on Wednesday for Arsenal content for the Arsenal women versus North, um, that lot, Dan LaVoe's women's team. Well, we always win at home as well. It's the FA Cup quarterfinal as well from last season because of the debates of COVID and all that. So, to do that, I'm going to do a Champions League watch along tomorrow. I don't know what game yet. I'll have a look what, who's playing who and then decide that. And then it's while this is downloading, this is downloading anyway, the audio side of it. And then uh, Thursday, got nothing planned. Then Friday, we do the pod the preview for the Brighton game and then Brighton 5 30 on Saturday. So, busy, busy, busy week, but. Be worth it, hopefully. And Andrew, where can people find you and what you've got coming up in your podcast? Yes, uh, thank you for having me again. Um, been a really good show today, I've been really enjoyed it. Uh, mm. please everyone give my website a visit to have a look at some of the writing I've been doing, which is uh, from dial square to where.com. Have a look at my web, my YouTube channel, which is from dial square to where which will hopefully be back at some point uh, in the near future. It's just uh, been a bit of a nightmare lately with regards to getting it back on schedule, but that will be back on schedule soon. So uh, if you get that, um, hit the notifications button so you can see when we're next going to be on 
live. And you can find me on Twitter, which is at from Dale Square. So thank you for everyone in the chat. Thank you for you too. And hope to see you all again soon. Yeah. And Steve, what about you? If you want to be found on social media, where can people find you? Um, yeah, Twitter's the main thing, Steve1886, so um, on there most days, commenting and doing stuff, but yeah, this has been a really great show again, as they always are, and it's nice to have mm. a, a winning show again, getting a bit of a habit now, which is also Three in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, it's been great, beautiful, so it's been a great night, yeah. Yeah. And again, if you've enjoyed, obviously enjoyed this podcast, or you're just coming, you're back with Rebecca Life Up that way. As I said, if you watch this back straight away, or if you want to watch, if you want to listen to it on the go as you walk about and do whatever you want to do day to day life. The audio for this will be up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all the other podcast platforms within the next 30, 40 minutes, give or take. And then, yeah, you can do that as well. And if you're new to the channel, again, you want to subscribe, feel free to complete your free, doesn't cost you a penny. Share this shit, drop a link to the stream, share it around with your friends and your family, all gooners and all that jazz. And yeah, we'll see you again soon. And as until then, as always, this, as we started this Come show, on, you guys. as we started this show, we'll end it the way we started it with a bit of Ian Wrighty. Thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Air. Please help us grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel. And whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon. Mm-hmm.